Buffalo blows, and so do the Bills. Oh! It's an illegal ID. It's not real. WQA Live for a letter. Well, she kissed Al Roker, said goodbye to Ann and Matt. She's at CBS now. Yeah, she's at CBS. Even though she had big ratings, all the critics say the news is a mess now. Yeah, they say it's a mess. They don't like the clothes she wears, but we have to make one thing perfectly clear. Katie Couric don't care because she's making 50 million a year. All the bloggers on the net are going crazy at their little computers. Yeah, they're HPing down. Acting like a bunch of drunken sailors out on leave and hanging at Hooters. Well, it's all gone to hell. Well, so far she's left Charlie Gibson and Brian Williams play back in the rear. Katie is kicking butt and she's making 50 million a year. Well, she's asking for America's help to come up with a snappy sign-off. Yeah, she needs a sign-off. That's a dumber idea than when her company hired David Lee Roth. Yeah, I'm glad that he's off. She's been beaten up so bad that the poor lady might be boxing headgear. Katie Couric don't care because she's making 50 million a year. Well, the media is buzzing. Everyone is whipped up into a blather. That crazy narcissistic Dan Rather He's got a big guilty grin All the mean things being said Might make a mere mortal break down and shed a tear Katie Couric don't care Cause she's making 15 million a year I just can't stand that slut Amen, 10.02 at 5 60 WQAM She small potatoes when you got uh, Elita Loresca, right? Right Looks like she's got big potatoes Yes, I, I don't. I don't get it. I look big, at those pictures. Now maybe she just doesn't photograph very well. Uh, that's her. But if she doesn't photograph very well, how could she be so sexy on TV? Well, anyway, WSBN Channel 7's Elita Loresca has won the title America's Sexiest Newscaster in an online vote by readers of FHM Magazine. She's pictured in the October issue in rather revealing attire. Oh, they're all going to go out there and racing out to buy FHM. Well, what does that mean? What does FHM mean? F her, man. For him. Magazine. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Oh. Alita's done more than Ace Ventura to protect South Florida, the magazine quips, and she's done it with a better figure than Al Roker. Well, that's saying quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if they don't stop running that promo where he's like high-stepping, you know, and he's, uh, oh, it just makes you want to vomit. Loresco, 29, born in the Philippines, is a former orbit rider for all oh, bit Philippines, writers, there it is. That's it. Oh, Filipino. Oh, brother. Yeah, should have guessed uh, it. How come she's not here then? Because all of the Philippines that's not in the Philippines is in Toronto, believe me. Oresco, 29, born in the Philippines, man, is former Ovid writer for the Orange County Register, FHM, says, Among her quotes, people in Miami embrace curves. Here I can wear a cute sweater and still be professional. Right. She also talks about getting hired at Channel 7. When I auditioned, they wanted to know if I could deal with anything thrown my way. Then we had hurricanes every week for my first six weeks. I repeated stuff I heard the night before on the Weather Channel. I'd mentioned Northeast Quadrant because it sounded smart. I even went to the bookstore and got a copy of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Weather. Isn't that great? Oh, she's the, she's the weather, uh, is she a news person or a weather lady? Weather chair. Weather lady. Oh, and so in other words, she's not a meteorologist then? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, no, she wouldn't have had to go to, she wouldn't have had to be watching the Weather Channel to get pointers on what, she's not, she's just a phony weather lady. A weather Probably buddy. like Jackie's Johnson. There's another one that everybody, all the guys got all whipped up. Oh, my God, Jackie. <laughs> You're like, yeah. And she was a, a donkey face. I don't care what anybody says. 
he was marginal, and this bro's got a big round face, and you're talking about like Eskimo and stuff like that. You should hear what George was saying before. I guess Inuit. No, there there are very beautiful Filipino people. It's sure. just that she ain't one of them. She's not even close. But that's all right. She's no uh, what's it, Brian Norcross. She's no uh, Miss Kamal, although perhaps just a little bit more feminine. This story from Lantana. This is this takes the cake. <laughs> oh, this is good. Only in Lantana, folks. A father broke his leg trying to cure his daughter's fear of heights. Troy Stewart. What was his name again? Troy Stewart. No relation to Dan Stewart. Oh, we're fine. And his 10-year-old daughter, Megan, were on their daily bike ride Monday evening when Stewart suggested they jump off a 15-foot bridge as a way of curing the girl's fear of heights. Well, they could have come up here and they could have jumped off the Seagram Tower together. And she'd never fear heights again. Megan made the jump into the intracoastal waterway safely, but her 31-year-old father ended up with a broken leg. All right. A real rocket scientist. Nice going, Troy. At first he said, do you want to do it or not? Megan said, I thought it's kind of high. And then he's like, trust me. Trust me, honey. Stewart was able to get out of the water and waited nearby after Megan rode her bike the half-mile home and alerted her mother, who called authorities. In his mind, he was playing, said Mandy Potter, th- Potter, 32, of her partner of 10 years, but I don't contone his child's play. He was playing. Stewart was not charged with a crime since Megan jumped willingly. However, officials from the State Department of Children and Families plan to interview him. This is an example of what not to do as a parent, Police Captain Andy Rundle said, and let this be a good lesson to everybody. Somebody's tried it, and it's not a good idea. I'll tell you, Robbie Benson tried it at the Tallahatchie Bridge. Didn't work out too well for him either. Remember that? Yeah, how did, how did it happen? How did it go? Hey, Robbie. You fairy. No, no, not, not uh, for you. Uh, man. Well, he did stuff in that tent, Yes, you know? he did. He got a little tense about it. Got some very bad news on the death scene. Maybe we're the only ones that care about this, except for the people that really know who she was. Ann Richards is dead. I loved Ann Richards. Didn't you like her a lot? She was great. She's what the Democratic Party ought to be, man. She had a big mouth, and she let people have it, and she uh, she was great. Ann Richards, the silver-haired Texas activist who galvanized the 88 Democratic National Convention with her tart keynote speech and was the state's 45th governor until upset in 1994 by an underestimated challenger named George W. Bush, died yesterday at her home in Austin. She was 73. Ms. Richards died surrounded by her four kids of complications from esophageal cancer. You think all her boozing had to do with that? People Maybe. that booze a lot generally smoke a lot, don't they? Don't they go like hand uh, in hand? Yes, generally, but generally. not necessarily. Well, we'll find out. Ms. Richards was the most recent one of the most effective in a long line of Lone Star State progressives who vied for control of Texas in the days when it was largely a one-party Democratic enclave, a champion of civil rights, gay rights, and feminism. Her defeat by the future president was one of the chief markers of the end of generations of Democratic dominance in Texas and the beginning of the end for the human race. So cemented was her celebrity on the national stage, however, that she appeared in national advertising campaigns, including one for snack chips, and was a lawyer and lobbyist for public strategies and Werner Lipford Bernhard McPherson in hand. Poor George, he can't help it, Ms. Richard said at the Democratic Convention in 88, speaking about the current president's father, former president George Herbert Walker Bush. He was born with a silver foot in his mouth, she said. Her Hasidic, oh, I didn't know she was Jewish, her Hasidic plain-spoken keynote address was one of the years... Political highlights and catapulted the one-term Texas governor into a national figure. And she was on Larry King a lot. Am I right? Uh-huh. We're going to tell how the cow ate the cabbage, he said, bringing the great tradition of vernacular southern oratory to the national political stage in a way that transformed the mother of four into a revered icon of feminist activism. Does it say any more here about why, what she, uh, why she had the, uh, you know, because that's what we want to know. Oh, yeah. She began to drink heavily going into rehab, a move that she later credited with saving her life and her political career. After her divorce, she got divorced. Well, you know, those marriages, man, they'll kill you. 
1992, she was chairwoman of the convention that first nominated Bill Clinton. Two years later, she underestimated her young Republican challenger from West Texas, going so far as to refer to George W. Bush as some jerk, a comment that drew considerable criticism, but of course now we know she was, that was a compliment. Later, she acknowledged that the younger candidate had been much more effective at staying on message and made none of the mistakes that her campaign strategists had expected. She was beaten 53. Later, she acknowledged that the younger candidate had been much more effective at staying on message and made none of the mistakes that her campaign strategists had expected. She was beaten 53 to 46 percent. She co-wrote several books. Uh, on her 60th birthday, she got her first motorcycle license, but she didn't jump off any bridges or whatever. Well, there you go. Nothing more about her esophageal, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of boozing and, of course, a lot of uh, smoking that goes along with it. So Ann Richards is dead, and that's bad news. She was 73, which ain't really that old. Not when you're 64. When you're 25, 73 sounds like, oh, my God, one of those old farts like we see all over South Florida. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But when you're 91, like my mother was, I mean, 73 is like a child, right? Everything, is, you know, it all depends sure. on your personal perspective. It depends on your switchful thinking. Here's the uh, poll from yesterday. 1,580 votes. Well, I'll tell you, the votes are pouring in on these polls. Have you noticed? Oh, yeah. Look at that. we got 747 right now. It's a beauty. It's a uh, KLM 747. Kevin Krul, take your seats. <laughs> oh, you just got to love those Dutch. No. Yeah. What person sums up what America is today? Paris Hilton, man. They hate her like poison and deservedly so. As a matter of fact, guess who's leading today's poll by a mile? I give up. Paris Hilton. Oh, how about that? Look, I'm looking at it right now. Wouldn't that be something? I, I don't think, have we ever had anybody win a poll two days in a row? Only I mean, we could do that by putting, you know, like, who do you hate the most? And, you know, Bush sure. could win every day, but what would be the point in that? We, are, we know what he is. Paris Hilton, 513. George W. 413, a very respectable, but nevertheless somewhat distant second. She beat him by 100 votes. How do you like that? Paris Hilton, she is the epitome, the epitome of what America has become. The celebration of mediocrity, the celebration of no talent, celebration of garbage, crap. Like Katie Couric, for example, that bitch. No talent. I'm not going to say she's got, you know, I'm not going to mince my words. She has no talent. Okay. She's, what do you she mean? can't interview. She looks like uh, hell on wheels. Uh, she's, she, she's got a very weak delivery. But other than that, she's a great talent. Fifteen freaking million a year to go on there and come in number three. They already were number three, and they were probably paying Bob Schieffer for what, about 75 bucks an hour a week? Mm-hmm. I bet you Josh Cordes is making more money than Bob Schieffer was making. Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't, it, no, it costs a lot for those depends, though. I hate this poll, 136. They didn't like that poll. Well, they liked it. Let's see. Today, I hate this poll has got uh, only 2.7%. Why do I care about what percentage is? See, when, I, when, I, when they think that I really care about what that percentage is, a lot more than vote for that club. That's right. Off. I, I, don't, I really don't care what you vote for. T.O., Terrell Owens, 103. Is T.O. like Stanford, Toronto, or like uh, Terrell Owens? 103. Katie Couric, 100. Yeah, and I think I, I voted for uh, Paris Hilton, but I think Katie Couric is the right answer. With her, I, I turned it on for about three seconds last night just to take a look at the, whether she still had the heavy-duty mascara and the black eye, mm-hmm. and she does. Donald Trump, 72, who shouts, who barks at the microphone. He's barking on those PSAs he does on NBC. Uh, bah, 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 bah. He, he's an idiot. Nice hairdo, though. Pat Robertson, 68, glib, drooling, nutcase, a real getchkey. Tom Cruise, 49. You fairy. P. Diddy, better known as... Uh, also better known as you fairy. Uh, 40. How come, now, how come nobody ever talks about him being in there with John Revolta and uh, R. Kelly? Huh? I don't know. He was married to J-Lo. That's right. Well, that's all you need to know. Jerry Falwell, 35. Rita Cosby, 31. Oh, I wonder if I still have any of that uh, stuff on here, do you think? That would be great. Oh, you better. Oh, my God. Something, something happened to him mentally or maybe some anti-depressive you know, drug that he was taking. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I still say it's it's not possible to believe that she could be on the air. It's, it's just, although they did have a woman on this morning on MSNBC on the same network that gives you Rita Cosby, who sounded like she was gargling with razor blades and was talking underwater. I, I, am I right? Right. It sounded like a, a malfunction at the it, junction, but that was the woman's like voice. It sounds like she needs help. She's like she's wow. in trouble. Although she was just a talking head, just a guest, but at least she wasn't on the payroll. Uh, and Shaq came in dead last. Yeah. Only 20. Well, I don't think most Americans have a head that big. So that's our poll from yesterday. Lineup today. What day is it? Thursday. We got Mad Dog 2 to 4. Well, you know that afternoon lineup. Thank God. I'm so glad they finally listened to me. The Power Hour with Hank and the Mad Dog between 4 and 5 together again, which is maybe the most expensive hour in history. Hank Goldberg solo. Two hours today. Oh, the Marlins lost again last night. Dang it. What was it? 11 innings? Yeah. What was it? 7 to 4? Yeah. I think it was 4 to 4, and then I think the Mets must have scored 3 in the top of the 11th because that's... Uh, they yeah. did, yeah. I know. Hurricane Hotline at GameWorks in the uh, shops at Sunset Place at 7 to 9, and then The Beast also in the same joint from 9 to 10, with more of that <laughs> hurricane crap, hurricane droppings. And then Eddie K, 10 to 9. The on. biggest names of best talent. This is Neil Rogers, okay, go, 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 go. Force Radio 560, QAM. No! Neil Rogers. Ah. Patricia McGillicuddy is a real Geico customer, not a paid celebrity. So to help tell her story, we hired an actual celebrity, Mr. Mel Gibson. I was on my way to Sunday dinner with the family when I accidentally hit a cow. I wondered if it was a Holstein cow. Hey, Holstein sounds Jewish. I called Geico, expecting to get a recording, but someone was there to help me. Yeah. You know something? Jewish cows cause most of the accidents in the world. Geico got my claim in the works right away, and I was actually able to enjoy dinner. And the main course was ham. Lots of ham, baby. You know, my father always told me not to trust anyone who doesn't eat ham. Geico. Real service, real savings, real insane celebrities. 1019 at 560 WQM. You see, that's the sad part, is that everybody talks crap, you know, in public. Behind the scenes, most people are bigoted as hell. You know, they hate blacks mm -hmm. and Jews and whatever. Goyim. But uh, in public, it's like, oh, well, we have to be very politically correct, and uh, everybody loves each other. Well, if everybody loved each other, the world would be a wonderful place, wouldn't it? What a wonderful world it would be, says Art Garfunkel and Sam Cooke. Wasn't it Art Garfunkel who uh, butchered that song? I mean, uh, brought that back? I think so. He reprised it? Huh? I'll find out. Or was it Paul Simon? No, it was uh, Art Garfunkel, trust me. Whatever happened to Art Garfunkel? He kind of vanished. Paul Simon went on solo and made a big, big-ass career, which maybe that means Paul Simon's a hell of a lot more talented than Art Garfunkel. Paul was the one that uh, wrote all the tunes. Right. So he was able to keep going. I can't Art, believe Art you don't like that Yo Frankie album, man. That really pisses me off. You're always right. bitching about my bad taste in music. That, that's uh -huh. just well. unconscionable. What? Well, what? It's a great album. Okay. In fact, when I get that, which uh, you're sending it to me, I don't want to go out and buy it again. Yeah, it's not you that have good. it maybe today or tomorrow. I don't know. Mail well, good. And I'm going to actually play some of that tomorrow, that written on the subway wall. And there's like a okay. little, I, I don't know why they do that. Why? They, I, I guess these recording stars, they drop in on each other's recording sessions, you know, or maybe they happen to be like, they're both for, for Columbia, I guess. Am I right? I, I guess. Once upon a time. No, I don't think Dion's on Columbia anymore. Well, whatever the hell it is. And so he does like a little, maybe like ten words on that written on the subway wall. He does that twinkle, twinkle little star. What is that? What a wonderful world. Oh, no, I don't want to hear Louis Armstrong. Oh, fair. come on. Take the hanky and wipe that off. And the uh, song, too. This is uh, going to get some people really whipped up into a frenzy. Now, who do we believe? ThinkProgress.org reports that Air America Radio will announce a major, rest major restructuring tomorrow, which is expected to include a bankruptcy filing. Oh, my God. Three independent sources have told ThinkProgress. 
Although they say, oh, no, no, no. Every time this comes up, they say, oh, no. And, of course, it hasn't happened yet. What did I tell you about Air America? They got two chances, none and much less than none, in spite of her brilliance. <laughs> Air America could remain on the air under the deal, but significant personnel changes are already in the works. Sources say five Air America employees were laid off yesterday and were told there would be no severance without capital infusion or bankruptcy. They were told there would be no severance without capital infusion or bankruptcy. Also, Air America has ended its relationship with host Jerry Springer. That worked out really well. Again, a case... See, this is another one of these people. It's like Eddie Murphy, you know? He was very funny, but he couldn't sing for crap, you know? Right. Well, no, it's true. All these people who want to be everything to everybody, like, like Regis, although he seems to get away with it. I don't know why. I don't either. Deal with well, the devil? Satan? Well, no, basically because everything he does is pretty much the same. He's just kind of like a bland host on some stupid-ass show, whether it's uh, America's Got Talent or Regis and uh, Kelly, uh, whatever it is, you know. I mean, I like Regis, other than he's a big Notre Dame, although I love Notre Dame, man. See, that's the kind of fag that I am, you know. All my life, because I went to Michigan State, I hated Michigan like poison. That's the number one rivalry, man, Michigan and Michigan State. Then when I saw Tom Brady playing for Michigan, I became a big Michigan fan. All my life, I've hated Notre Dame. Just a whole touchdown Jesus and that whole, oh, man, the attitude of the athletic department there. If you lose one game, they're going to, like, crucify you. And then here came Brady Quinn, and now all of a sudden I'm rooting for Notre Dame. Does that make me a real screamer? Fighting. Okay, just checking. So anyway, Jerry Springer is going bye-bye on Air America. No loss. I tell you, he made almost as much of an impact on radio in this market as... Uh, Bill O'Reilly has with his oh, point. Oh, <laughs> that's well, that's the station that Mo is going to be on. Do, 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 do. 850 FTL Junior. It says the right wing is sure to seize on Air America's financial woes as a sign that. And, and see, here's part of the problem right here. Progressive talk radio is unpopular. Progressive, not liberal. See, this is another example of how the Democrats are such a bunch of wimps. L let's look at it. There's mm -hmm. there's the right and the left politically, right? Okay. There's conservative and. Liberal, not progressive. Nobody says, oh, I'm a progressive. But they made liberal such a dirty word that they don't right. want to use that anymore. Have to stop using that. Yeah. yeah, so the Democrats, again, get suckered into, you know, the BS. It says, in fact, Air America succeeded to creating something that didn't exist, a progressive talk radio format. What? That format is now established and strong and will continue with or without Air America. Indeed, many of the country's most successful and widely syndicated progressive talk hosts, Ed Schultz and Stephanie Miller, for example, aren't even associated with Air America. Ed Schultz, didn't you tell me he's really weak? Yes, he was. He sounded no. like the sheik. Oh, no. The Sheik of oh, Araby yeah. or just the Sheik from uh, IOD? Not, not that Sheik. That one, yeah. Oh, no. The Sheik. He was Neil without the drops. Isn't that what he was? That's what Steve Nichols said. Come on, Neil. You need a better net. He sounded a little like uh, Prozac Ron when you come right down to it. Now that you mention it. Yeah. Radio giant Clear Channel is so committed to progressive talk radio that this week it will announce a partnership with the Center for American Progress and MSS, Inc. to conduct a nationwide search for the next progressive talk radio star. Oh, boy. Now, Air America responded to this thing from thinkprogress.org. They said, if Air America had filed for bankruptcy every time someone rumored it to be doing so, we would have ceased to exist a long time ago. It may be frustrating to some that this hasn't happened. No decision has been taken to make any filing of any kind. We're not sure of the source of these rumors and, frankly, cannot respond to every rumor in the marketplace. That was the response. Well, we'll find out tomorrow because this is they're going to announce a major restructuring. And, of course, if they did let a bunch of uh, five employees off yesterday, that certainly doesn't bode well for their future, does it? No. Air America. And well, so what would they put on 940 again? How about another sports? How about another uh, go around with uh, Fox 940, whatever that was? That's a great idea. Yeah. They only, Stu Gossie's only help that losing thing across the street. He can go back to 940. And uh, uh, Joe Rose can go over there. And uh, what's his name? Zach Krantz with that fat ass in his pants. And all the other former QAMers. Because that place across the street, I'm hearing a lot of things about them. In fact, Josh was just telling me this morning. A lot more rumors. 
Here's our poll for today, by the way. <laughs> don't say this and don't say that and don't play fart sounds and don't do this. Yeah. Don't help us out with the show, by the way, Joe. Don't uh, you know get on top of those things that we need for the show. But don't, uh, you know, 804 votes on the poll. No, it's just the same, but you're right. I don't care. But just get the check good. there a couple of days That's early right. payday. I don't care. I, I consider and play Rita Cosby tapes. all the time. Oh, no, I want her. Actually, she's a, who is that? She looks pretty good, whoever that was, on CNN. Somebody human. So sad. Here's the, the joy of this moment, and then it turns to the other. One of the things is a report out there that maybe oh there's depression. Um, do we know anything about You know, that story is getting freakier. Not that we really should care about that, because, number one, we don't care about Anna Nicole Smith unless you're an idiot. Uh, and even with all the weight she lost, she's still a cow and mm -hmm. a real slut. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's sad. It's a horrible story. The kid was 20 years old. And quite frankly, right. it didn't always look all that bad once upon a time before it got real schmutzy. Right. See, like I said yesterday, if somebody looks good, we care about them. If they're ugly, eh, who cares? No loss, you know. No, but it is a mystery. Like, I mean, like when, like when Soupy Sales dies, is anybody going to care about that except for who? Chicken Neck? Of course not. Oh, don't start with who would Soupy Sales. I know. If you knew Soupy, like I knew. 807 votes, something or someone I don't want to hear about. No more. Paris Hilton, she's got it licked. Two days in a row, 225. Nobody's going to touch her ass. The war on terror, 100. The war on terror. See, they, they make up these stupid uh, expressions and buzzwords, and then the media lashes, uh -huh. like Operation Iraqi Freedom, and they, the war on terror. Tom Cruise, 93. Let's have a war on Tom. Baby Surrey, 86, right under Tom. Uh, George W. Bush, 82. Well, you're going to hear a lot more, unfortunately. John Mark Carr, 70. And notice we don't hear any more about him, and thank God. 9-11, 56. Yeah, I don't want to say they overdid the anniversary just a little bit, but actually it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like wall-to-wall. It was just kind of like wall to the middle of the room. Barry Bonds, 28. A lot of drugs, man. Every home run he hits is another infomnia, another insult to the human race. I hate this pool, 22, 2.7%. That's more like it. But they'll goose that up to piss us off. Israel, 19. Only 19. We've got a lot of Farbissin out there, all the Zionists, all the time. Uh, Mo Howard, well, no, actually, I don't want to hear any more about Israel because, well, you know why. Because uh -huh. I, don't, I don't read the right stories. Mo Howard, David, at only 17. They want to hear a lot more about Mo. We won't disappoint, believe me. Brad Pitt, five. He got my vote. I'm just tired of him. I'm tired of everything about him. Uh, he's a mediocre actor. He used to look at a long time, 20 years ago. Now he's got 80 tons of pancake makeup on to cover up his zits, his horrible. He, he makes James Woods look good. That's how bad his complexion is. That's a that's a shot. No, I'm just telling you. What's the big simus with him? All we hear about is Brad this. In fact, you know where Brad is right now? I give up. Guess where he is. What city? Toronto. Film Festival. That's right. I could probably go out in the street right now. If I, hey, Brad! Oh, God, are you gross. And he'd probably say the same to me. And Iraq, only four. They want to hear a lot more about Iraq and the great job that the U.S. is doing there. Oh, don't, don't buy that. I got a spot to do here. That was bad. Wasn't that bad? Yeah. Well, I caught it pretty quick. On the first bounce. <laughs> what? Well, what that was saying? kind of like that ID we did at the top of the hour. That, that was good. That non-ID? Right. FM, isn't that the thing that the weather lady's on, that uh, Filipino chick with the big mm -hmm. round head? 29 past 10 at QAM. It's, if it's time for the uh, mattress to be replaced, do what I've been doing for about 100 years. Do something smart for once in your life. Instead of wasting time and money and gash slumping all over town, here's the deal. Just sit there on your big, fat, ugly ass and make one easy call to dial a mattress. That's all it takes. You'll get yourself factory direct prices lower than the chain stores, even during their so-called big sales. Plus, Donna Mattress has got 12-month financing, too. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. You'll get the lowest prices on the best brands in the world, including, of course, Sealy, Serta, King Coil, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. Donna Mattress continues to be ranked number one in the world in customer satisfaction because... 
Their prices are unbeatable. The selection is the best in the world, and they offer you a 99.7% on-time delivery rate with a deal that's unheard of. You pick the date and time, a two-hour window that's convenient for you, and that's when they show up any day, seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., even the same day that you call. So if you call them right now, you can be sleeping like a baby in real comfort as soon as tonight. Call them right now. You'll be glad you did. Dial a mattress toll-free. It's 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous savings. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Mo once told me, too many doys in the world, or is that goys? One or the other. 1035, there's Ann Richards on there. Look at that. She was great. Hey, what was the gift? Well, I, I think part of the guidance was her father. She talked about being a young girl. Oh, that's okay. I thought we were going to hear her, but of course, they're bop, bop, bop. I like that. Would you rather hear what, her speeches than hear these idiots? Oh, yeah. Any anyway, the Anna Nicole story, even though we're not really supposed to care about that very much, but that's turning out to be a little bit bizarre. I don't... It I is. Don't, uh, huh? no, but that, that's why we care, because uh, it's joy. a mystery. Yeah. <gasps> and that's and a mystery, Nicole too. Smith frantically tried to revive her stricken son and had to be sedated after he died, her attorney said yesterday. Authorities termed the death suspicious and said criminal charges could be filed. Daniel Smith died Sunday while visiting his mother in a hospital. A reality TV star and former Playboy playmate slut in her hospital room three days after she gave birth to a baby girl. The devastation and grief over Daniel's sudden death, coupled with the sedation, has been so extreme that Anna Nicole experienced memory loss of the event, attorney Michael Scott said. By the way, I'm really worried about our poll guy, Sean. You know, so even though we prodded him a couple of times and we never got no poll. Maybe he's out of ideas or maybe he died. Maybe he left town. Maybe he got smart and got out of town. Or maybe he got uh, blown away in a hurricane. The chief inspector of the Bahamas coroner's office on Wednesday called the death of the 20-year-old Smith suspicious and a formal inquiry that could lead to criminal charges was scheduled for next month. Police also revealed that a third person was in the hospital room at the time of the death. But Scott said that the third person was another one of Anna Nicole's attorneys, Howard K. Stern. Oh, Howard Stern was in the room. No wonder there's suspicious stuff going on. He said Anna Nicole Smith and Stern continued efforts to revive Smith even after he had been proclaimed dead by the staff at Doctors Hospital in Nassau. 
Anna Nicole was so distraught at the loss of Daniel, she refused to leave his side and it was necessary to sedate her in order to check her out of the hospital, Scott read from a prepared statement. He said she suffered memory loss and that it was necessary for Howard to tell Anna again that Daniel had died. Authorities said they believe they know what killed Smith, but we're waiting for a toxicology report to confirm the findings. That's tomorrow. But there's a lot of heavy-duty stuff coming up tomorrow. Sure enough. Right? Man, including that thing about the um, guy that thinks he won that quarter of a We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, no. Uh, he said she suffered from memory loss. It was necessary. I just read that. Authorities said they believe they know what killed Smith. Anna Nicole Smith, who went to the U.S. Supreme Court this year to sue for that inheritance, was in seclusion in the Bahamas with family. Bad things happen in the Bahamas, man. Look at that Natalie Holloway. She floated away. Maybe this is in the Bermuda Triangle. The identity of the newborn girl's father, by the way, hasn't been publicly disclosed. Maybe she just doesn't know who it is. You'd expect any parent who sustained this kind of loss to seek seclusion, Scott said. A jury inquest, which will be open to the public, is scheduled to start October 23rd, and Anna Nicole will be required to attend. Whenever there's a suspicious death, we would have an inquest to determine how the person died. Bradley Neely, chief inspector of the coroner's office, told the A&P. The autopsy and toxicology reports, oh, I see, will not be made until the inquest is held because they don't want to prejudice the jury. So, in other words, we're thinking tomorrow, and guess, guess again, so they can milk this another month. Jurors will meet in a courtroom inside a weathered pink pastel judicial building in the seaside capital of Nassau, a real toilet. Seaside capital, my ass. What a toilet that is. You ever been in the Bahamas, Mon? No, sir. Huh? I have not. Oh, you, that's one place you do not want to go. I can see it from here. It's all right. Oh, fat. I had a good time because I've gone with Hank four times and everything was free. Everything was free and all you did was spend your time in a casino plunging your guts out, or he did anyway. And drinking. Right? And eating. Right. Eating and drinking. Drinking and eating. Joking and farting. Dining and dancing. Right. Dining and dancing with, uh, what's his name, Joey Carr. Dining and dancing. Is he dead yet or what for Carr? All the good people know. like Ann Richards die and Joey Carr is probably still alive. Dining and dancing. Well, what a clown he is. <laughs> no, his brother's name is Steve Cohen, and his name is Joe Carr. Joey Carr. I can't stand these show business people with fake names. Really? Virgil said there was no sign of physical injury to Smith, who was seen helping make his 38-year-old mother comfortable before he died. See, and that, this makes it even worse. He was making her comfortable. Maybe he did have a bad heart. Maybe he had some kind of a congenital heart defect. Who, who the hell knows? Scott dismissed media reports that her son had antidepressants or other drugs in the system. It's spear, spear speculation, irresponsible, may I point out, he told reporters. No drug paraphernalia or traces of illegal drugs were found on him in the hospital room or near the room. Illegal he drugs. Was the son of, huh? Illegal drugs. How about legal drugs? Well, right. then, see, there you go again. There too. I go. How do you I'm speculating. Know? I'm, You're I'm just, just picking on this kid because he's her son. And, of course, if you were her son, you'd probably be doing a lot of drugs, too, even more than you're doing now. Well, sure. Daniel was the son of Anna Nicole and Bill Smith. Oh, I think he used to work at KAT, Bill Smith, and also IOD with Sandy Payton, lovely lady, who married now a different Bill Smith, married in 85, divorced two years later. The son had small roles in her movie Skyscraper and to the Limit. He also appeared on the E-Reality series, The Anna Nicole Show, which you said you watched, and was really bad. Was it as yeah. bad as growing up God? Throwing up I only saw like two episodes of it. Was it was as enough. bad as throwing up Gotti? Nothing was worse. Nothing would be worse than up that. Nothing. I mean, you talk about a Guido show. Man, I think the Italian Defamation League ought to protest that that was ever on here. And that also was an A&E thing. A&E is just totally thrown in the towel because they know that there are seven intellectual people in America, or even pseudo-intellectuals, and everybody else is a dumb slob. So that's why we got Dog the Bounty 185 times, and we got that goofball. I, I, can't, I just can't remember his name. I've got a, a brain fart on it that does all the magic, uh, the, uh, what, Chris Angel. Name? Chris, Chris Angel. Angel, the, uh, what do they call him? The nut job. Gonzo magician. I don't know. No, no. He, they've got a name. The the mind freak. The uh, yeah, there it freak. is. Mind freak. No, no seriously. They got you some got kind it. of a. Uh, you don't know what it is. Mind Josh freak. watches that show all the time. I keep saying it. Oh what? yeah. It's mind freak. 
That's really what it is? Well, I said that already. The mind. Uh, I know. Well, what kind of a thing is that for A&E? Freaky. A mind freak. All they got is a bunch of idiotic shows on there, you know, geared for a bunch of dumb punks. Dumb punks who are wearing their pants down to their ankles. 848 votes. You know something? We're doing so good now. We don't even have to discuss the... Uh, the thousand is like falling off a log, wouldn't you say? Uh-huh. No, seriously. We, we, that, that's how popular... I would like to have like 5,000 votes on there every day, which would mean that I still think it would be a good idea for you to spend the money in the USA Today to promote our website, just neilrogers.com, you know? I don't know how you go about it or what we would say, but yeah, and then so we get hits, and then of course more people will be listening online. Then we could be almost a little bit dangerous. The Not much. A little too talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560 QAM. Made your decision for Christ. Yes. I've been to Iraq nine times in the last three years. I've seen bombs and blood. I've seen death and democracy. I've seen a lot, but what have I heard? That's easy. Lionel Richie. Well, my friends, the time has come to raise the roof, blow up someone. You don't need to shoot any gun. Get out there and plant bombs. Hide the mines out there in the streets. They better watch where they put their feet. We going to to party while we dig and hide those. Close it and listen to those lion tunes all night long. All night, all night, all night. apart by sectarian divisions, the one thing Sunnis and Shiites share is a complete and utter devotion to Lionel Richie. They are a united legion for Lionel. I wonder if he's kid of that great truck driver, a tra- Trevor Richie, oh. or Fat Richie. But at any rate, uh, I, I like the Commodores a lot, and then I stop and think, well, he would, uh, tr- uh, Lionel Richie was in the Commodores. Not him. Maybe I don't like him quite so much. Right. He gives me, oh, I don't like him. Spilkies? That's it. Speaking of that, Democratic gubernatorial nominee Jim Davis named former state senator Daryl Jones as his running mate today. And, of course, everybody's all whipped up about uh, candidates' running mates right, for lieutenant governor. But this is a choice that could lead to the first black lieutenant governor in Florida history. How do you like that? Davis made the official announcement at the Broward County Library, joined by the House State Democratic Leader Chris Smith of Fort Lauderdale and incoming House Democratic Leader Dan Gelber of Miami Beach, both considered as possible Davis running mates. The first black lieutenant governor in Florida history. Well, you know, you've got to make your progress very slowly, one teeny step at a time. Isn't that the way it works? Yes. You've got to know your place. Just like that uh, school bus driver. Remember that uh, put the black students on the back of the bus? Yeah. You remember that story? I remember, a ago? sure. Pretty sad. But that's America for you, baby. 865 votes on the poll. I'm, I'll, I'll read it maybe like once an hour because there, there's, no, there's no race here. I mean, Paris Hilton, she's off to the races again. Just can't stand that slut. Five six seven oh five sixty. Let's get some heavy duty call action here today. I'm sure a lot of our people have theories about how Anna Nicole's son died sitting in a chair in a hospital uh, room. I like that one we were talking about this morning. What was that? 
she shared some of her legal. Oh, and then now she now George is saying that she uh, gave him she drugged him up. The theory she gave him something or he something, something. or he took it. You know, like right there off the night. Took some amount of drugs. Sure. Yeah. Who hasn't done that? Well, what do you mean? Who hasn't done that? <laughs> who hasn't taken some of Mom's drugs? Yeah. Now you're thinking about in, uh, Im- imaginary heroes again. Okay. Where everybody in a whole household they spend yeah. about eighty percent of the day in the uh, in the bathroom rifling through the uh, medicine cabinet. Although you got to admit they had some pretty creative hiding places. <laughs> like, Remember, it was in the it was in uh-huh. the uh, roll, roll-on deodorant thing, and she pulled off the bottom of the uh, of the thing. That's great. The bottom of the tube, and uh, there was a, a little bag, a little bag of goodies in there. WQAM, hello. Uh huh. By the way, who was it that you were telling me about this morning? What's her name? Allison had another conversation. Heck of a job, Allison. This morning. Well, WQAM, hello. Started. Neil. Yes, sir. I think you're right about them guys in the morning. I'd rather hear Susan Gray talk about her red. Oh, oh boy, Susan Gray. There we go with that again. Okay, like I said, I was going to take a lot of calls today, but if it's going to be the same six or seven jackasses, I don't. I just don't have time to waste with that. You know, no, it's just know. Uh, not not in my plans for the future. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Have you seen the uh, gambling channel? Uh, everybody's crying about oil being down about fifteen dollars from from its all-time high. Yeah, what a shame. And, of course, what a surprise, too, that, you know, as we get close to the election, all of a sudden, oh, gas prices are going to be so much lower and it's going to be so good for the Republicans. Isn't that it's just a coincidence, I'm sure. So, uh, they're saying a bunch of uh, hedge funds have gone under because uh, they were wrong the market of oil. Well, screw them. Yep. Well, that's about it, Neil. And okay, uh, everybody go out there and vote for Jim Davis, please, okay. when you're a Democrat. Okay. Bye-bye. No, Bye-bye. certainly, but we could use a Yay. governor, though. That, uh, Jesus Christ, or whatever his name is. Isn't that who's running for the Republicans? Jesus Christ? Yes, he figures. is. Jesus Christ. Because absolutely, Jesus is on their side. They know that. God's on their side. Jesus. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, here's the deal with Anna Nicole and her son. The baby, the reason they're not letting you know who it was, is because it's from an incestuous relationship between the son and Anna. And he yeah. took prescription medication and OD'd. That's the deal. <laughs> there you go. Who the hell needs Sherlock Holmes in Colombo when we got that guy? Wow. What the hell was that? I, I think I, if it comes to drugs, I think there was the expert uh, right there. I think he got into our drugs. Man. Most of the audience would love to have the supply that these callers have. Woo. Believe you me. I would. Just, a, just a little taste. WQAM, hello. QAM. It puts the lotion on it. WQAM, hello. Yes, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Wanted to touch on the uh, death issue in the hospital. According to the uh, report from the nurse's station, he was estrangulando el pollo por allá. <laughs> Great. At least that was cute. That won't kill you, though. No. Well, kill the chicken. You strangle too hard. Yeah. No payoff of jackpot dispute. We thought today was going to be D-Day for that, but I guess it looks like tomorrow. A casino player will learn tomorrow if his swipe and win at the Seminole Hard Rock is confirmed as a swipe and lose, or if they come up, cough up some money. Freddie Howard had high... This is from the Herald, by the way. It's a major story. Freddie Howard had high hopes that his Tuesday meeting with officials of the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino would result in a big jackpot. It didn't. Instead, CEO Jim Allen told Howard and his attorney that the casino had hired an independent outside agency to examine Howard's claim that he won nearly 260 grand in a swipe and win progressive jackpot computer system August 29th. They were kind enough to offer me nothing, Howard said after the 40-minute meeting with Allen. We cannot pay jackpots unless we have proper verification, said Allen, who admitted casino employees did not follow standard procedure to verify via the computer system that Howard won a prize. 
When you win, you win. And when you lose, you lose, Allen said in an afternoon press conference. If the independent computer analysis decides that he did indeed win, Allen said he would sign the check for $259,945.75. The analysis is expected to be completed tomorrow, and that's when Howard will learn whether he's a winner or a loser. Neither side disputes the following series of events that took place. Uh, do we have to go through that whole routine again? Well, no, I think we should. Okay. After swiping his player's club card in the swipe and win kiosk, Howard saw words on the screen indicating he was a winner. He approached casino employees who congratulated him, had him sign promotional forms, and photographed him holding a giant cardboard check with the amount of 259 or whatever it was. But 15 hours later, casino officials told Howard it was all a mistake. There was a computer glitch. At dispute is what really was displayed on the computer screen after Howard swiped his card in the kiosk. Howard said he and casino staff saw these words. Congratulations, you just won progressive winner. But casino officials say there was an all-important digit at the end of the message that everyone missed. Congratulations, you just won progressive winner, zero dollars. Well, what does that mean? That gave Howard and his attorney a copy of what they said was flashed on the screen. They gave him a copy. Howard's attorney, Keith Herbert, scoffed at the idea the screen flashed a zero at the end of the message. A big, oh! What machine congratulates you for being a loser, Herbert asked, for winning nothing. Allen had no explanation why the swipe and win kiosk would display a winning message with a zero, according to spokesman Gary Bittner. And no one offered an explanation of where casino employees got the 259975 figure. The top prize given on the swipe and win kiosk was for that amount. The Seminole Travel Gaming Commission has hired Gaming Laboratories International, a respected firm that specializes in examining computer systems associated with gaming to examine the computer system. Allen could also not explain why casino employees didn't follow standard procedure in verifying a win, as they've done numerous times since the casino opened in 2004. Verification includes checking the log of the promotional computer's progressive system and then getting approval from top casino executives. The casino employees became caught up in the excitement of the event, Allen explained. Howard said Allen made no promises other than vague suggestions that if he came back to gamble, they'd make him feel right at home. Well, what does that mean? Oh, I was quite angry and disappointed, Howard said, of his meeting with Allen. Herbert said that if his client is not told he's not getting any money, that he may resort to his original idea. Pick at the casino with a copy of the large check for 259 grand plus that he was given with a world scrawled, give me a real check. You can't sue the Seminoles for getting your hopes up bringing them down, said Tampa Attorney Jack Gordon, who has sued the Seminoles numerous times throughout the years. And, of course, uh, well, like we said, the courts, well, whatever. Well, if he sued them uh, several times, how do you do that if the uh, U.S. courts have no jurisdiction over Huh? I don't know, engine court? <laughs> you really are, make no mistake. Engine killer? No, you are. Anyway, well, uh, I guess tomorrow will be D-Day. We'll find out whether they're going to cough up some cash for this guy or not. It's certainly, from a public relations standpoint, would be a real good idea. You know, at least give him a couple of dinners or, you know, a couple of coupons for the uh, little red caboose or something like mm -hmm. that. Pack of smokes. That would be good, without worms in them. 896 votes on the poll. Not bad. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Rock solid. Brain. <laughs> Any questions? Welcome aboard the Potwa Mountain. At all times, please keep your hands inside the car and your heads inside your forecast. Enjoy the ride. Oops. 904 votes on a pull in Soy 11.02, man. What's, what's not to like, right? Got that thousand right. licks. We'll have that by 11. I'd say, I don't know, by noon. A Princeton University computer science professor added new fuel yesterday to claims that electronic voting machines used across much of the country are vulnerable to hacking that could alter vote totals or disable machines, man. They're bad machines. And there's nothing worse than getting a bad machine. 
take it from somebody who knows. Although yesterday I had a good machine, finally. In a paper posted on the university's website, Edward Felton and two graduate students described how they had tested a Diebold AccuVote TS machine they obtained, found ways to quickly upload malicious programs, and even developed a computer virus able to spread such programs between machines. The marketing director for the machine's maker, Diebold Inc.'s Diebold Election Systems of Allen, Texas, blasted the report, saying Felton ignored newer software and security measures that prevent such hacking. I'm con- are you cracking those knuckles again? My God. Not like pig's knuckles. Well, they are. I'm concerned by the fact that we were, oh, man, of all the things, pig's knuckles. I don't know about the pig's ears that I told you I saw they eat in Madrid. Yeah, I don't know. Fried, I assume? Yes. I'll give it a well, shot. You know, a lot those Europeans, man, they're into that deep fried crap, like, like the French fried. fries. Oh, and when you look in the oil that they're frying those French fries in over, and they refry them, you know, like in Amsterdam and in France, they refry and in Belgium. My God. I'm concerned by the fact that we weren't contacted to educate these people on where our current technology stands, Mark Radke said of Diebold. Mike, he also questioned why Felton hadn't submitted his paper for peer review, as is commonly done before publishing scientific research. Felton said he and his colleagues felt it necessary to publish the paper as quickly as possible because of the possible implications for the November midterm elections. About 80% of American voters are expected to use some form of electronic voting in the upcoming election, in which the makeup of the U.S. House will be decided, as well as 33 Senate seats and 36 governorships, including gay governor in Florida. The AccuVote TS is commonly used across the country, along with a newer model, the AccuVote TSX. While Felton wasn't able to test the new machine, he said he thought much of what he found would still apply. The machine Felton tested obtained in May from an undisclosed source was the same type used across Maryland in its primary election Tuesday, according to Russ Goldstein, a deputy administrator with the state's board of elections. Goldstein said he couldn't comment on the report until he read it, but he did say, that's a different Goldstein. Diebold and other machine manufacturers, including California-based Sequoia Voting Systems, Inc., and Nebraska-based Election Systems and Software, Inc., have been the subject of lavish of, uh, subject of laws and claiming the machines are vulnerable to hacking and breakdowns that can assign votes to the wrong candidate. As you can see, the right margin is chopped off again. I know. Why don't you use uh, Firefox? Whatever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Explorer, Internet Explorer is evil. It's the anti The devil. Election officials in some states have also complained. Previous studies have claimed hacking vulnerabilities with the machines, but Felton claims that he, this study is the first time an independent research group has obtained an actual machine and tested it extensively. Felton and graduate students Ariel Feldman and Alex Halderman found that malicious programs could be placed on the Diebold by accessing the memory card slot and power button, both behind a locked door on the side of the machine, Mon. One member of the group was able to pick the lock in 10 seconds, and software could be installed in less than a minute. The researchers say they designed software capable of modifying all records, audit logs, and counters kept by the voting machine, ensuring that a careful forensic examination would find nothing wrong. The programs were able to modify vote totals or cause machines to break down. Modify vote totals, something that could alter the course of an election if machines were located in crucial polling sections, uh, stations. It was also possible to design a computer virus to spread malicious programs to multiple machines by piggybacking on a new software download or, uh, download or an election information uh, file being transferred from machine to machine, Felton said. I think there are many people out here who have the type of technical ability to carry out the sort of attacks we describe here, he said. Felton said hacking dangers could be mitigated with better software, more restrictions on access to machines and memory cards, and paper receipts verified by the voter. Paper receipts, God forbid. Let's burn them. Radke said Diebold's already implemented many of these things. All of these no, things. No, not all of these, just many of these things. And of course, he didn't say whether they were implemented in 2004 or in 2000, and God forbid, you know? God forbid. Because I'm sure the answer would have been no. no. Here's a fax from Tom who says, call it paranoid, but have you noticed that gas is dropping like a... What did I just tell you? What did I just tell you? He must have heard you. 
Oh, here's a good bumper sticker that Tom saw. It said, Jesus, save me from your followers. Amen. Uh, we have that on our locker over here. Yeah, Tom, it's just a coincidence that gas is dropping like a rock. That's uh, just before the uh, elections now. Oh, look at this. Mashed potatoes, gravy, cranberry sauce. Woo! This is uh, Little Richard. And then it says, did you happen to watch Keith Olbermann last night as to Bush needing a celebrity to translate? No, I did not see that. But I may have to go online and check that That's out. That's cute. Which He's celebrity would Keith you uh, and You won't you? watch him. You're just a hard ass. I Look, I, I, I watch I, Keith Olbermann on MSNBC countdown, 8 to 9 every night. It's a hoot. And he's also got some funny crap in there. And then, of course, his worst person in the world thing I love, which is usually Bill O'Reilly, but not always. So anyway, that uh, nut job in uh, Montreal? Yeah. Guess what his favorite Internet game was? Uh, the Sims. I don't know. Columbine. Huh. Well, didn't you see the way he was dressed? No, I didn't. Oh. A man with a, and a nice haircut, by the way. A man with a black trench coat who's shooting rampage in Montreal at a Montreal college killed one person and wounded 19 others before he was slain by police. said on a blog in his name that he liked to play a role-playing Internet game about the Columbine shootings. The gunman who opened fire at Dawson College yesterday was Kim Veer Gill, 25, of Laval, near Montreal. Um, six victims remain in critical condition and two, two in extremely critical condition. The official said police have searched Gill's home. In postings on a website called VampireFreaks.com, blogs in Gill's name show more than 50 photos depicting the young man in various poses, holding a rifle and donning a long black trench coat and combat boots. Remember the trench coat mafia? Right. All that crap? Yes. One photo, see, crazy people is bad enough, but crazy people with guns, not a good idea. One photo has a tombstone with his name printed on it, below it the phrase, lived fast, died young, left a mangled corpse. Uh-huh. The last of six journal entries yesterday was posted at 10.41 a.m., about two hours before he was shot to death at Dawson. He said on the site that he was drinking whiskey in the morning and described his mood the night before as crazy and postal. Oh, see, the people that work in the post office, they get very upset about that. Yeah, too bad. Going postal. Are you picking on the post postal people now? Why not? Good. He said on the site that, I wonder what ever happened to Ted Grossman. Who? Postman. No, Ted Grossman wasn't the postman. His brother was. I can't keep him straight. And neither could they. He said on the site that he'd like to play Super Columbine Massacre, an Internet-based computer game that simulates the April 20, 1999 shootings at the Colorado High School by two of its students that left 13 people dead. His name is Trench. You will come to know him as the angel of death, he wrote on his VampireFreaks.com profile. He is not a people person. Uh -huh. He wrote that he hates jocks, preppies, country music, and hip-hop. Well, I don't know. I'm, I think I could... Uh, huh, really? You know, I don't hate all jocks, not if they look good. Although I don't sit around sniffing them like Clarence does. War, work sucks, school sucks, life sucks. What else can I say? Life is a video game. You've got to die sometime, he said. Well, below a picture of Gil aiming the barrel of a gun at the camera, the inscription, I think I have an obsession with guns. And then it said after that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how else you would pronounce it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we'd like to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anger and hatred simmers within me, said another caption uh, uh, below a picture of him grimacing. He wrote that he was 6'1", born in Montreal, is of Indian heritage. He said his weakness is laziness and that he uh, feared nothing. Responding to the question, how do you want to die? He replied, like Romeo and Juliet or in a hail of gunfire. Romeo and Juliet by, now who did that song? Just like Romeo and Juliet. Who did that? By the way, the Marquise, that last night, I can't stop humming at. And, and I'm not that big on instrumentals usually. There's some of them pretty well, good. Well, they're good. But that was a great one. Last last doy and last night by the Marquise. And if you're not an old fart like me or a chicken neck, you know, because he, he's caught in a time warp. Is that Romeo and Julia? That's a version of it. No, come on. That's not Romeo and Julia. Oh, that's it. There it is there. <laughs> well, what the hell is that other piece of crap? So who does this? Reflection. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely losing my mind now. I could 
Gill wore a black trench coat during the shooting open fire in the cafeteria, just as the Columbine students did in 99. He also maintained an online blog, similar to Klebold and Harris, devoted to gothic culture, heavy metal, such as Marilyn Manson. See, there's that Marilyn Manson again. It must be his fault, right? Absolutely. Everything is. Got to be. Never trust a guy named Marilyn or Allison or Annabelle. Twelve minutes past eleven. Annabelle. Now, what is his real name or what? I, I, I shouldn't make you say it because then you get Dave Van Boring all pissed off again. And you never know. They might want to bring you back. No, I don't think so. Why not? Probably because you're on their show and they're pissed off about the fact that I talk about how, Dave, how Van Boring Dave is. That has nothing really to do is. with them, but yeah. Well, what is it? What, what do you mean by that? It has to do with me. I have new responsibilities. What are those? The QAM website. Oh, that thing. Jeez. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, say that out loud again. Hey, it's great. Is it? Well, it's certainly got to be better than it was before. Now, are we going to get a cross-dress on that thing ever again or not? Um, or I'm hoping. We don't have that, any naked I, pictures listen, on our I'm website really anymore. really trying. You know, that, that, to me, that business sums up our relationship with this radio station better than anything else at all. Well, I think it's going to go back to normal. The fact that they wouldn't cross-promote our website on the QAM website because of the fact that we had, like, naked pictures on there back when we had the beaded curtain before we had to stop that because we did not want to go to jail. Isn't that incredible? No, Wouldn't cross-promote our website. This is the kind of promotion. It's not bad enough they don't promote outside, but even on their website, even a little internal incestuous uh, promotion there can't do that. And by the way, what's her name there uh, that you tell me is the new PD assistant or whatever she is? Allison. Allison. Heck of a job, Allison. Get with it. <laughs> she just got the memo uh, yesterday. Well, that, you know something? Get with what? I don't even know what you expect. She fired off the appropriate email to George, and uh, he's firing off the appropriate to call George. to Southern Bell Corso, George. who manages the account, Corso. George Corso? Who manages the account George with Southern Corso Bell. George Corso was involved yeah. in this? He has oh. to be. Okay. I'm not taking any more calls. All right. 1113 at 560 WQM. Let me tell you right now. Let's see. March 21st, 1906. Not 2006, 1906. You know, seriously. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. I was, uh, that was my first week on the year, 1906. <laughs> Just after the turn of the century. Wouldn't it be something to like, uh, be around for the turn of all these different centuries? Remember that Y2K crap? Oh, oh God, that was fun. All the power's going to go out and the water's going to stop flowing and people are going to not be able to take no showers no more, those of us who do. Oh, that was bad. Let me tell you about a great place to take your feet, Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach, where they carry all the top names in the shoe business. They give you unbeatable prices and friendly personal service to make damn sure you get a perfect fit every time. I'll guarantee you Brian Schmutz loves them. Brandy's has got like Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, Rockport, Hush Puppies, New Balance, tons of other name brand uh, shoes in all sizes for men and women, and they even carry wide widths and hard-to-find sizes, too. Brandy's, in fact, is the largest independent shoe retailer in all of South Florida, and if you've never been to the store, shame on you. Because when you go in there for the first time and you see the value and selection you get and the great personal service as well, believe you me, you'll never want to shop for shoes anyplace else. Go see our good buddy Arnie. He'll make sure you get the right-fitting shoes at the right price every single time. You'll find Brandy's at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach between Atlantic and Copens on the east side. Cannot miss it. Open every Monday through Saturday till 9 and every Sunday till 5. And this week, it's a store-wide sales event this week at Brandy's. Like always, they save you uh, extra money every week. This week, take 20% off the first pair, 25% off the second pair, and 30% 30, man. off the third pair, including sale items, too. So save a ton of cash by getting your ass into Brandy's this week, or do your shoe shopping right online on their website, brandyshoes.com. The biggest names, the best talent, okay, this forward. is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, Shoe AM. God. Taking off where Brigitte Nielsen and Flava Flav left off. It's VH1's newest reality show, Stranger Love, with George W. Bush and John Kerry. Hey, John. 
Uh, you look very handsome tonight. Why, thank you, George. And you look absolutely winsome. Well, you win some and you lose some. <laughs> I love a man with a sense of humor. What do you say we dim the lights and play a little Abu Ghraib? Ah, I'll get the leash. <laughs> it's all on the next episode of VH1's Stranger Love. I think he really meant Abu Ghraib, but who knows when you're dealing with them. 1119 at 560 WQM, Mad Dog at 2, the Mad Dog with a Humper between 4 and 5 in that power hour. Go take a shower. And then we got uh, Hank Solo. Two hours tonight for the Humper. You think you can handle it? <laughs> Five to seven. And then we got uh, that, that hurricane crap because there's no ball game tonight. We'd rather have a ball game any day. Now, let's see. Do we know what the attendance was last night or not? Did we look? No, we did not. Well, let's look. I'm going to look right now. I mean, not that it makes a big deal. It did I, look know, like there were a little bit more people there. I will say that. Now, what were they giving away? Like $100 to everybody who showed up? Let's see. Sports. I'm on the Herald websites, and this one should go a little faster than the Sun Sentinel on Explorer. Uh, Sun Sentinel hates Explorer, and vice versa. And now, the, now it hates the Herald, too, because it won't come up on the sports page. Well, what is this all of a sudden, huh? Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Between the Herald and the Sun Sentinel, you can't complain about the, the quality of your websites because you don't have any. The quality sucks. I guarantee the QM website, now that Josh is on it, is just clean and pristine. It's on fire. It's fantastic. It? And there will be a new site very soon. How come I can't get that? All right, let me try the Sun Sentinel. I know this isn't going to work. Jesus, God, do I like have to switch over to a Firefox for everything? Yes. No, I don't. I don't want Firefox. I want my Alexa, man. If I didn't have my Alexa, I wouldn't waste my time sending Josh all those 85 stories every day, which means he'll probably find a way to interfere with my, Alexa, my uh, Explorer. Let's see. Ma Marlin's Magic Carpet Ride starts its descent. Now, that's, that's a pretty uh, sour headline, isn't it? Yeah, screw that guy. Yeah, well, who the hell wrote that in the Sun Sentinel? Marlin's Magic Carpet Ride starts its descent. So they lost two out of three of the first-place Mets, who are a hell of a team and about 80 games ahead of everybody else. Yeah, they're only like the, the best team in baseball. Yeah, right. What the hell do you want? Start a slide. Typical South Florida negativity, man. Even I've been not jumping on the bandwagon, but trying to whip it up a little bit and embarrass people into maybe going to a game or two. I guarantee if I was there, I'd be going to a game or two. Not. But nevertheless, what, the, what have I got to do with it? Don't blame me for it. Okay, let me see if I can get it. I went over to uh, Firefox. You think that'll help? Can't hurt. <laughs> well, at least it's a little more Sun Sentinel friendly or the other way around. Let's see. Sports Florida Marlins. There it is. Magic Carpet Ride uh, starts at Descent. Now, let's see if I can open up that story. The Sun Sentinel website is, is, is just evil. It's, it's, it won't open up the story. Well, it won't open up. I'm better off just to go to the Major League Baseball thing, and I'll get the uh, attendance right away, right? No, and instead of the local papers, I'm telling you, man, the Sun Sentinel sucks. It's a piece of garbage. It's crap. I have I have no problem with any other website. You know how many websites I go through every day to put all those 80 million stories on there and gather all this great a, uh, grade Z material for this show? A zillion. No, a zillion, whatever that is. Uh, well, what's the how many I'm going to look for? It probably just as well because then I would go on about well there were really only about eight thousand people there, three thousand were Met fans, and the other people were like vendors and the hot dog sellers and whatever. You know, we know the deal. It's not going to change. And now, and of course, I think San Diego won last night. I think they had like a ten nothing or something. Yeah. So they crushed whoever the hell they played. Who did they play by the way? The Giants? I, I don't know. Oh. But anyway, San Diego won, so that means the Marlins are now, what, three games out of the wild card, and there's only like 16 games to go, I believe? Yeah, it's not looking good, but we're not out of it. Yeah, but that headline, I thought, was, uh, yeah, well, how, the, how do they know? Maybe they're going to win the next ten in a row. They don't know. Negative, negative, negative. They play at Atlanta this weekend, the next series, and they own the Braves, basically, right, for, uh, for years now. They wipe the floor with them. They mop up with the Braves, don't they? No, I don't know where you came up with that, but let's hope. No, they did for a long time. Get out of here. What are you talking about? 
I'm they talking about Braves, one or two seasons, man. They had maybe it was last year. They had a spectacular record against the Braves. Yeah, maybe one year, but I'm telling maybe the, uh, the Phillies you're thinking about. They no, I'm thinking about the, the Braves, years. not the Phillies. The Braves, they owned them, baby. They had them on their limp wrist. You don't know what you're talking about. And you and you worked with a team when this was going on. Just because you're sitting up there getting stoned and drunk in a press box with those guys and eating pizza that our people are bringing by. Whatever happened to what's his name? Troy. He's a good From dude, Martin. man. He, uh, you know. He is a good dude. He eats too much baba ganoush, and Troy Stratford just about put him out of business, but nevertheless. How's Troy Stratford doing, by the way? Do we see him around? I don't see him on the schedule anymore for on the air. He said he was going to pursue his on air. Is he gone? Is this yeah. another one? He's, huh? He's gone. Oh, he is? Yeah. Well, why didn't, uh, why didn't he tell me that? He said he wasn't going to be in sales anymore, but he was going to pursue his on-air thing. I thought that I thought that meant he was going to be back to like doing some weekends for us on the air and yes, stuff like that. Yeah, I thought that meant doing some work for your uh, Clarence. I guess that meant somewhere else. <laughs> oh no, he's a good guy, Troy. I mean, he wasn't worth a crap in sales, but he was a good guy, right? Yeah, I like he was him. an old smoothie. Sure. If you're real nice to him, he lets you rub his bald spot, which is his whole head. Did it all the time. Screw Ann did it. She rubbed it. While Republican Senator Conrad Burns flew first class, his wife was stuck in coach, a salivating Democratic informant told, told Roll Call. Oh, look at that. And she's a cow, too. Boy, I sure hope it wasn't one of those where they have, like, three and three, you know? Three That's and three what? what? they have in coach. Three seats across. Oh, yeah. Know. No, I've been stuck in the middle. Oh, my God. You. Stuck in the middle with you. Now, who the hell did that? Stuck in the Steelers middle Steelers wheel. Who? Steelers, Steelers wheel. wheel. That's right. I just said that. What? I was thinking it. The reflections in Just Like Romeo. You know, that's, that's not good. No, Rick Shaw is pretty PO'd with me right now. He's probably not too happy. I don't, sorry, Ricky. little tip of the cap to Rick Shaw. The informant sent the information with an accompanying nasty editorial note that said, Guess women really are second class to him. Roll calls heard on the Hill reports. Last October, two Northwest Airlines flight attendants accused Burns of sexism after he told one of the women she could stay at home and be a mother if she lost her job to outsourcing. Roll call reports that Burns denied sexism in both cases and suggests that the senator wasn't playing the big man card, taking the first-class seat, while making his little woman ride in the stuffy coat seat. Little woman, my ass. She's bigger than Elsie the Borden cow. The article says that for once she had the roomiest coat seat available, the exit row. Burns spokesman James Pendleton swears the senator chivalrously offered to take that seat and give Phyllis the only first-class seat they could get, but she wouldn't hear such nonsense. She declined. She felt there was more room for him to work with his laptop, etc., in first class. On Monday, both he and Mrs. Burns had purchased coach tickets, and at the time they upgraded, but there wasn't room for both of them to go first class. So he put the cow in the back, and he went in the front, because he's a big shot. I mean, he's a senator, you know. Right? Right. Put the, uh, put the slut in the back, that's all. She's a cow. You know, he probably didn't want to be seen with her anyway. Who would so it's, it's tough to hit on the stewardesses with your wife sitting right next to you. Though. Right. Steve faxes and says if the government wants to monitor the internets, why don't they catch these crazy bastards playing these online death games? If a guy shooting a gun isn't a terrorist, then who is, says Steve. Well, I don't think the Internet is what they need to worry about. Maybe it's the uh, guns. Oh, we don't want to do that. No, don't say that. That's very bad. You can't say that in America. You commie pinko faggot you. Well, you got part of that right. I mean, what, what is that? With the obsession with guns. And, of course, you'll notice that the benevolence of the human race all throughout history, what does man continue working feverishly to invent bigger and better and more effective weapons, weapons to sure. kill each other with? That's right. That's right. All through history. In fact, you go to all these hysterical, historical museums, and you see all the hatchets and the, and the old blunderbuss and all. all every uh, generation had a That's new right. bunch of weapons, you know, just like our new generation of nuclear weapons now. Which I think we ought to drop one on Nancy Grace, don't you? Absolutely. I'll get that story oh, eventually. Boy. That bitch. I always thought she was killing me, but evidently more worse than me. The biggest names, the best talent. They're killing us, Nancy. Quit doing it. Force Radio Prime. 560 QAM. 
talk radio I've ever heard in my life was on WRD. Hey, guys. Is your life falling apart because you have a limp noodle? Uh-huh. Do the girls laugh at you? And sports fans, do the boys laugh at you, too? Well, your friendly, giant pharmaceutical corporations who care deeply for your good health through extortion have good news. Sexual enhancement drugs are now available over the counter. Our biggest customers at the FCC now prohibit us from saying exactly what they are. So let's just say it helps your love flow with better blood flow. But we can no longer describe how. You must call us first for us to explain. What we can tell you is that we have warehouses full of this stuff, and it's cheaper to make than anything important. You know, like cancer, AIDS, who cares about that? Look, we have tons of this crap. Why, this one little bottle costs pennies to make, and we charge you ten bucks a pill. We all gotta go sometime, pal. Might as well get some boing-boing. Use as directed. Oh, speaking of going sometime. The two men survey their target. A voice says the vehicles are American. There is an edit in the tape. Now the suicide bomber is driving on the road, his white car clearly visible. The video is shot from a distance while the bomber talks to the cameraman on a walkie-talkie. Yeah, those Americans in front of him, and he's going to blow himself up. Right on okay. tape. This is going to be a lot of views, don't you think? Sure. You can hear the cameraman's heavy breathing. Waiting for the explosion. Uh-oh. And there it is. Man, big ball of fire. The U.S. military says it has no record of such an attack. Well, they just probably made it up. Anyway, here's a uh, letter to Comedy Central from a website called DearComedyCentral.InfoGammy.com. You know, I was just thinking, though, before I get into this, because uh, I'm looking at these uh, suicide bomber guys, and you know one thing they have in common? What, their religious I mean, they have different kind of headgear and different gowns that they wear and different mm. schmatas, but they all have a beard. Right. So I'm thinking that if you see a guy with a beard, uh, it probably can't be a bad idea. They did it to Abe Lincoln. Right. And they shoot him. They did? Beard. Look at this. Here's this Al-Qaeda guy they got on uh, CNN right now. Doesn't have a big beard, but he's got like a little schmutz there. In fact, no, see, in the second picture, you got a beard. With, it was growing in the beard, too. Looks like we're in trouble, Josh. Growing longer every day. Are uh, you guys are sporting beards now? I'm yeah, right now about. I'm in a little trouble here. Yeah. Why is that? I'm, uh, I'm feeling lazy. Pretty much under, all the guidance is in all the building week. here. Well, wouldn't be a bad idea. When in doubt, clean that place out. Anyway, here's uh, just a thought. You know, if you see all somebody right. with a long black beard. Oh, yeah. Of course, it could be like some of them Orthodox, some of them Farbison, you know. Well, in that uh-huh. case, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dear Comedy Central executives, the Free Stewart and Colbert movement is the uh, this group, whatever that is. Do you know there was such a movement? No. There's a bowel movement. The time is coming. It says, actually, the long time since, uh, since came, but a lot of folks in the entertainment industry just aren't aware of it yet. Anyways, here we are inviting you to let John Stewart and Stephen Colbert to be amongst the first to bring television well and fully into the new millennium. This $1.99 stuff on iTunes has got to stop. Put both shows on the Internet every day for free, it said. And it's got for free in big black letters. Black. No, we're serious. It says stop laughing. <laughs> the Internet wants to watch. Actually, the Internet is already watching. As you probably already noticed, the funnier bits of the Daily Show and the Colbert Report rapidly make it to YouTube. YouTube! Or yeah. Google Video, where they get hundreds of thousands of hits. Yes. We're watching you, and we think you're funny. Also, we've checked your credit record, hacked into your bank accounts, emailed in your children's school grades, so listen up. It might be worth explaining who we are. We're computer geeks. 
Or like that idiot in Montreal. No, not the losers who fix your PC at Best Buy. It says we're the pimply-faced dudes in the basement of the computer center that spend our evenings in college playing Nethack. Never heard of it. Net, oh, I'm sorry, NetHack. NetHack. What a jerk. NetHack. Well, that's what it looks like, okay? Whoever saw NetHack in print before, okay? Me. I caught it pretty quick. NetHack, uh, bed, to bed we go. NetHack, learning Lisp and C++, and reading game theory books. Some of us have been around forever, and some of us are new, but we're out there, and we want to be customers. NetHack, NetHack. That'd be a good name, wouldn't it? Now what, the news with NetHack, NetHack. We write the software that shares the illicit music and video around the globe. We write the web servers that keep the Internet trucking. We hack the Linux kernel. We code. We write. We watch. We're the Uber geeks, and we think your shows are funny. Oh, Robert Grieper must be part of this group. Are you kidding? Uber sports geek. geek. Now we know what you're thinking. These guys are making bank. Why can't they watch us on cable like the rest of the unwashed? Of course, a lot of us do have digital cable with 42-inch high-def LCDs and TiVo boxes running hacked versions of the Linux kernel, but there are a bunch of us who don't have anything but a Netflix subscription and a queue packed full of Kung Fu flicks and the occasional Matthew Broderick film, for old time's sake, you know. Sounds to me like a uh, yeah, thing, doesn't it? What are you talking about? Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a great movie. You don't have to be gay to like a that. A bunch and the occasional Matthew oh. Broderick film. What was the one he made with Marlon Brando? The Freshman? That's it. That was really pretty bad. Was just, the only reason anybody of us watched this because Marlon Brando was doing He was doing the Don Corleone voice again. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was all right. The rest of the movie sucked. And what was that big lizard they kept schlepping around? It was food. It was dinner. It's not because we don't want high-def movies with surround sound. It'll make your ears bleed and send your beta waves frolicking through, actually. Nethak. We don't want to. <laughs> well, you know, you try reading some of this crap on here once, mister. I, I, I have, that's why I don't. It just, it just looks funny in print. It, it does. It's strange. It looks like Nethak, schmuck. Nethak. Meshack. Oops. We don't want it. It says we could all afford it. We have good jobs. We, jobs. we probably make more than you guys do. But we don't subscribe to cable or satellite. We don't want to because we're angry. Angry and bored. Angry, bored, and ruthlessly efficient. Angry, bored, ruthlessly efficient, and with a fanatical devotion to the Internet. Oh, boy. And it goes on about Rutger Howard this, and and if only the violence were so, were so believably real that Hillary Clinton and Tipper Gore would found a, commit, would found a commission to investigate it. It goes on and on about the Internet. It says, we think that John Stewart is really funny, and that Colbert guy isn't bad either, and we think they might actually fit in a big way here. And it goes on to offer, we'll watch your show every day if you put it online at a reasonable price as an MPEG video that we can save and watch later in case we're on vacation. Not some Microsoft or Apple proprietary crap. If you do that, we're just going to have to hack it up and turn it into MPEG anyways, which means we'll have to distribute it on our own site without the commercials. And it goes on and on. Wow. Sounds like it. Says, we know that you're part of the huge Viacom empire, blah, blah, whatever. We're willing to pay something, but something reasonable, like two or three bucks a month for all the episodes. Surely that's more than you're getting from the cable companies. I mean, if you get 300 channels from the cable, and it goes on. 23 cents per subscriber from cable. Says, anyhow, think about it. We'll be here hanging out wishing you were here. Computer ge Uber ge computer geeks. Wow. Uber geeks. Net thackers. <laughs> knee, knee slappers and knee thackers. How can I get one of those big screens? Pile of crap. You know, this this been like 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 anybody with a brain can't watch that stuff on on the uh, cube. Huh? First of all, it's not yeah. on uh, premier channels, so just basic cable, and uh, and you got it. Right. You don't have to pay any extra to watch it if you got basic cable. And if you don't have basic cable, you know, have a good time in your log cabin. Right. And of course, you, if you're hanging out in the log cabin, you probably have a beer. The biggest names of best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560 QAM. Let's up. 
few some more prisoners Make them scream nice and loud Get me some wires and a battery pack I don't care if they ain't from Iraq Should be used, used, used to the torture Cause we're just playing their game In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein They thought he was just a legend A giant with incredible strength and power with colossal arms, monstrous legs, and an enormous ego. He's not just a legend, but he is a giant. A San Francisco giant. Coming soon from Falco Films. King Bonds. Oh no, he's destroying the Sports Illustrated building. Oh my God, he's eating the reporters. No! See Barry Bonds in the role he was born or chemically created to play. Do not know me, take right. It all means fault. Coming soon, maybe, to a ballpark near you. King Bonds. No! Raven. Thousand and twelve votes already, and, you know, big deal, I know. It's not even worth talking about anymore, is it? What? It's so automatic. Yes. By the way, you'll be pleased to know I reached over about five minutes ago. And? And shut off the monitor for that phone thing. Oh, huh? very good. Reached over and shut it off. Well, I, I think we took more than our quota today. We took quite a few there in the beginning. Yes, we did. And most of them said stuff like that. Uh, Two weeks after, you know what? I, you're right, though. I just I don't, just don't care. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my show. I'm going to do it the way I want to. All these people who think that they're experts who know something, they know nothing mm -hmm. about radio, nothing about talk radio, nothing about this show, nothing except a bunch of ball games and guys taking showers together and dropping the soap. That's all they know. You'll add that's, 10 years to your life. That's right. I, I just don't care. I'm going to do uh, what I believe, in the, and that's it. All these experts. Well, maybe if you screen the calls, <laughs> you know. This guy, man, I don't know what you, you... You become so enchanted so easily, and then down the road, man, every single time, you always say, you know, oh, gee, you were right. I don't know what you're talking about. What, what nice things did I say about Greg? What did I say about Greg? What did well, I say about Greg? I was, I was enchanted with Greg. us yesterday about what a tremendous improvement they are. Yeah. Man, you're dreaming. All right. Maybe the sales... Now, that sales guy this morning sounded like kind of human. Like, what was his name? Daniel? Daniel from Dallas? Daniel. He looks well, a little John, bit John like... John did a like, song about him, which I think that means... Gay, something like that. If Gary Bruce had a younger brother, it would have looked like him. Oh God, that's not. Now that's not. Uh, don't get him started on the wrong foot comparing him to Gary Bruce. I just, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, describe. Oh, I've got a next door, and they got a picture of a guy with a schmott on his head and a beard. A guy, see I'll that? Kinda, look, they all have see beards. See a guy with a beard? A terrorist. Terrorist. Theodore Bakel. Terrorist. Think of somebody else with a beard. Somebody, uh, fam somebody famous. Oh, uh, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. You don't have a beard. I don't know. Get out of here. Santa Claus. Santa Claus, hey, all you kids out there, when uh, your parents take you to the mall, this, uh, you see Santa's got a beard, yank on it first to make sure if it isn't real. If it's real, shoot him, right? Right. Castro. Kill him, because he must be a terrorist. God only knows what he's going to put in your sack. In fact, he'll probably squeeze your sack. That's Santa, pervert. Two weeks after telling police that her son had been snatched from his crib, Melinda Duckett. Oh, God, I wonder if she was kid <laughs> of Kirby Puckett. Can you believe that he's dead? Who? Think of, think of all the people who are dead. That's just you just can't believe it. You know, like uh, I just got through seeing uh, what's her name Ann uh, Richards on uh, King a few weeks ago. You know, on King. Uh huh. Who? Larry, your buddy. She just died a few weeks ago. Ann Richards. She looked alive to me, and now she's dead. 
And just when you do they talk about those catacombs in Paris and you see all those skulls and bones, then that's where it's at, baby. You better enjoy your life now because once it's over, that's it. Just like that raghead that was on there with the, the bombs in the car, the two of them that are going to do the suicide bombing. I hope Allah favors me. Yeah, Allah my ass, okay? You're dead. Idiots. But then again, you see, I, I think they've got a legitimate excuse. Because, boy, you talk about effective brainwashing. Even sure. the Catholic, see, the Catholic Church does it a different way. They, they basically make an offer that you can't refuse. And they, they brainwash you and teach you to hate everybody else. And then that's the way they work. But these people, from the time they're old enough to, like, sit on the floor and start davening, and they're rocking back and forth with the books and the Koran, and, oh, those Goyim and those Jews, and, you know, crazy. And so by the time they get old enough to be really dangerous, you know what they become? What, dangerous? Dangerous. Two weeks after telling police that her son had been snatched from his crib, Melinda Duckett found herself reeling in an interview with TV's famously prosecutorial Nancy Grace. She doesn't have a beer, but you know what? I'd like to shoot her ass. And believe me, talk about a big target. Before it was over, Grace was pounding her desk and loudly demanding to know, Where were you? Why aren't you telling us where you were that day? Friend. I read. A day after the taping, Duck at 21 shot herself to death, deepening the mystery of what happened to the boy. Police have refused to say whether she left a suicide note and said nothing they have found so far in their investigation of her death has shed any light on the whereabouts of her two-year-old son, Trenton. Maybe he ran away because they named him Trenton. Maybe he's in Jersey. This is in Leesburg, Florida, by the way. This is... Uh, how come all the crap is in Florida, most of it? You ever notice that? I have noticed that. I don't think it's We had uh, about the guy that jumped off the bridge with his daughter. Where the hell is so Leesburg? You ought to know where Leesburg is. It's over there on the West Coast, baby. Leesburg. Never heard of it. Get out of here. Look it up. Google it. Leesburg with two E's. Leesburg. You're full of it. You know, I don't think you ever lived in Brandon. I think you're full of crap. Yeah, Brandon, I just made it up. The only thing Brandon's got is a bunch of uh, fast food joints. And a mall. They do have a mall? Are you, you're kidding, right? It's like the third biggest mall in the world. Oh, excuse me. Well, it's well, all that's in town. Is you is, never heard of Leesburg and you're giving me crap because I never saw her went to the Brandon Mall? What the hell would I go to Brandon for? Nobody's now, heard of Leesburg. Was it? it was Barstow, wasn't it, where they had the first make-believe arena? Yes. With the, the plastic arena that the uh, lightning. I, I went to a couple of games there. The Leafs just pounded lightning back then. Lightning were really bad. I went to a couple of games there, actually. And Joe Bell says, are you a hockey fan? <laughs> no, I'm just making it up. Police have refused to say whether she left a suicide note. This is Melinda Duckett, and said nothing they have found. I just read that. Investigators have stopped short of calling her a suspect, but have focused increasing attention on her movements just before the boy vanished, and the notes, computer, camera, and other items seized it from her house. Duckett's family members disputed any suggestions that she hurt her son. They said the strain of her son's disappearance pushed her to the brink, and the media sent her over the edge. Nancy Grace, put that bitch on trial. Why were you pounding on that desk, you bitch, you, you cow? That's you what slut. she does, yeah. God, she is, oh, my God. Just that that whole phony act of hers, man, that whole drawl she puts I just up. can't stand that slut. Amen. And you were supposed to put her on the pole today and you didn't do it. Yeah, Josh. Why didn't you do that? No, not Josh, you. <laughs> you remember, before Josh ever even dragged his ass in there. Well, I, 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 I thought about Grace doing it. Please, pretty please, you wouldn't do it because you're a heartless bastard. That's because I love her. Nancy Grace and the others, they just bashed her to the end, Duckett's grandfather, Bill Eubanks, said to They wonder if he's kin to Bob Eubanks, the one with the stiff neck. She wasn't, other than a priest, I never saw anybody wearing a collar like that Bob Eubanks on the newlywed game. Remember him? Right. God, I hated it. I, I can't stand him. Because of his big melon head. No, it had nothing to do with that. I just didn't like the way he always looked like uh, his neck was in. What do they call this? Like a neck brace? Yeah, that's what they call it. She him. wasn't anyone ever would have thought to do something like this. She and that baby just loved each other, couldn't get away from each other. She wouldn't hurt a bug. 
Janine Ayamuno, a spokeswoman for Grace, said in an email that Duckett's death was an extremely sad development, but the program would continue covering the case. No Rachmanis, baby. No regrets. We feel a responsibility to bring attention to this case in hopes of finding Trenton Duckett, who remains missing, Ayamuno said. A relentless bitch, that Nancy Grace. Let's hunt her ass down. Let's tie her up by her toenails. All right. Let's get uh, the Shah of Iran. Let's bring him back to life and get the Savak to pull out her nails. Ooh. Polished or not. Yeah, let's, let's polish your fingernails and then pull them all out with, with the uh, thing. Pliers. With the pliers, pliers would be good. Yeah. Good them needle nose pliers. Duckett, in fact, she's got kind of a needle nose, doesn't she? Yes, she did. She's, ooh, just dripping and draw. Oh, drawling and dripping. Sounds like some kind of a sexually transmitted disease. Duckett had told police that after she finished watching a movie August 27, she went to check on Trent in his bedroom, and all she found was an empty crib and a 10-inch cut in the window screen above it. Well, this sounds like John Bonet all over again. That, that's why Nancy Grace is all over this like stink on Joe. At the time she was living, her son, waiting through a messy divorce with a father's, uh, boy's father and trying to get her life back on track after getting laid off from her job with a lawn care company. The boy's disappearance in this town of 19,000. Did you uh, Google Leesburg? Huh? About 45 miles northwest of Orlando. Okay. See, I had to tell you because he's too lazy to Google it. He's too lazy working on the QM website. Stretched the 75-member police force to its limits. Flyer, see, if I would have lived in Brandon, I'd sure know where Leesburg is. So where is it? 45 miles northwest of Orlando. <laughs> well, that's not far from Tampa, St. Pete, if it's 45 miles northwest. It's right, right there. I bet. It's right there, man. It's right, like, probably between Tampa and Lakeland. Oh, Lakeland. You ever been there? Can't say that I have. Probably, Ooh, though. Wee. You don't probably want to go there. Man, what a, what a bunch of ye- yeehaws, yahoos. Ooh, man. Unbelievable. In fact, they, they picked their nose so deep that if they had brains, they'd be able to feel them. Flyers were posted on gas station doors around town asking for information from anyone who might have seen the boy, a brown-haired youngster wearing denim shorts and a diaper. Trenton's father, 21-year-old Josh Duckett. Ever see Josh Duckett? All the time, just this morning. Only when Duff comes in. Was closely questioned after the boy disappeared. Newspapers reported that his wife had taken out a temporary restraining order against him, but Josh Duckett took a polygraph test, answered all police questions satisfactorily, Captain Ginny Paget said. On September 7th, Melinda Duckett gave a telephone interview to CNN headline News' Grace, a former prosecutor known for her practically cross-examining her guests for her militant, aggressive, obnoxious style. Duckett stumbled over such questions as whether she had taken a polygraph. She said she refused on the advice of her divorce lawyer and where exactly she was shopping with the boy before his disappearance. Hours before the interview aired, Duckett shot herself Friday with a grandfather's gun at her grandparents' house and up the road from where she was living. Up the road a piece. Probably in Brandon at the mall. You heard that Brandon has that huge mall is what I heard. By the way, Leesburg is, is past Tampa, in between, like, Tampa and Jacksonville. It's 45 miles northwest of Orlando. So if you drew a line from Tampa up toward Jacksonville, which would have to be kind of a, you know, it would be on that path, yes. I didn't say, I didn't say it's like a Tampa suburb. Well, I, you're telling me, oh, you're from have Brandon. You, two uh, egg? you should know Leesburg. You ever hear a two-egg? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. two-egg, there's like six people live there. It's a stoplight. There's not even a place. There's not even like a toilet there. That's not the point. Don't tell me because I lived in Brandon. I should know Leesburg. Boy, you sure take... Why are you so easy? Why, why don't you just relax? <laughs> Let George give you a little uh, therapy session during the break. Just just forget about it. Don't care. Do like us. Don't give a crap. We'll okay? smoke and talk. That, that's right. Smoke a big fat one and just forget about it. Or even a slim one. Hours before the interview aired, Duckett shot herself with her grandfather's gun. Investigators still trying to piece together a timeline of where she and Trenton were 24 hours before she reported him missing. On Tuesday, they released the make and model of her car with 2,000 Mitsubishi Eclipse and asked anyone who might have seen it during that period to call them. Also on Tuesday, the newspaper reported she bought a shotgun from a pawn shop two days before Trenton vanished. Paget said police couldn't confirm that. See, here we go again. People with guns, they usually use them. 
On Monday, agents used dogs and digging equipment to search an outlying area that somebody called about but found nothing. Investigators continued to field tips. We're following up, Paget said. Hopefully they'll bring in something to help us firm up the timeline. Sounds very mysterious to me. And by the way, speaking of mysterious things, I am not slow. Trust me when I tell you. I just mentioned that. Let me just tell you one thing. There are very few Julios in Toronto, okay? All right. Just remember I said that. I'm not going to give okay. you like any. I'm just going to dangle it out to you, okay? All right. Dangle it in front of you. And you wonder what is he talking about? What's he talking Some, about? Someday, maybe you'll find out. Maybe you won't. All right. The biggest names. We'll the best talent. When the chickens Neil come Rogers. home to roost, baby. Sports Radio be really Yeah. This is Head of Homeland Security, Tom Ridge, advising you to put duct tape on your radio when I raise the warning color to pink for the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. I'm dying out of here. Three at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday to you. September 14, a day that'll live in infamy. I don't know why yet, but we'll find out. By the way, speaking of liars, remember we, I was supposed to get a new piece of copy for Didn't get it today. Uh-huh. It was going to be Thursday. Maybe he didn't mean this Thursday. Maybe he went uh, That's with right. the suckers. They didn't tell you which Thursday, did they? He's just another BS artist, man. All the same. And you know what? I don't care. Oh, good. I'm going to get that song. I don't care. I've said that before, but finally this time you put me over the You forced me over the air. Just like Please, that guy who I'm jumped back in the bridge with his little girl. You're too what young was that to in Okaloosa? I don't. Know, I forget. What a what a, a uh, you know what it, he was a, a crackhead, rednecky place. Mm-hmm. That's Florida, you know. And there's a bunch of Julios that floated up from south, and a bunch of Jews that came down from the north, and and that's Florida, you know. And they came that's to right. South Florida, and then a bunch of Midwesterners on the West Coast who came there and wondered what, what what is this all about? And then everybody else is like a redneck, Bible thumping redneck, like your fat ass governor, for example, with his uh, fantastic family. Here's a fax from Ephraim and Baton Rouge. You haven't heard from Ephraim in a while. He says, good morning, sir. Thought about you as I was reading an article in the L.A. Times. It's a book review of the greatest story ever told, The Decline and Fall of Truth from 9-11 to Katrina by Frank Rich. We love Frank Rich. Read his articles all the time. Put them on our website from the New York Times. Right? Right. Like him almost as much as Fat Rich. And it says, here's the, blur, uh, the, the, the blurb on the book. This is uh, one of those occasions. Frank Rich is that man in his new book, The Greatest Story Ever Sold, The Decline and Fall of Truth from 9-11 to Katrina, will be of particular value to those still struggling to bring this historical moment into focus. He also has a genuine relish for pop culture and has almost single-handedly made the word truthiness, first coined by Comedy Central's Stephen Colbert, an indispensable political term of art. 
As Ritz defines it, truthiness describes a situation in which it doesn't matter whether something is true. What matters most is whether a story can be sold as true, preferably on television. On television, dummy. Forced to represent a guy against his will. That describes precisely the stories George W. Bush and his surrogates told the American people to induce them to support the war in Iraq. And Rich lays out these evasions, exaggeration, now where it lies in the greatest story ever sold. I'm going out and getting it today. I got these other four books. I'm halfway through one of them, but I'm going to go out and put it in my pile today. I'm going to start feeding my brain. You know what I mean? Well, I might actually, what I might just read the whole book on the air. I like that. That'll right. teach him a thing or two. Excellent. Instead of that stupid hurricane programming we got at night, I'll come out again at night and read the book. Neil's book reviews. Some Beautiful. crap like that. Take that, in Oprah. Fact, in fact, you know what they can do? I'll just leave the mic open here 24-7. All right. And every time I get all whipped up and pissed off about something, I'm like, like that. What do you say? You could make a podcast. Yeah. Or just a potty mouth. I, I've, I've shut the phone off for today. You know, I, they just, they're, they're, they're in la-la land. They, 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 you know, it's, it's always been this way from day one, and it's this way even worse with this crowd. Because if you thought that the other people weren't broadcasters, I don't know what, what the, they were broad chasers, the other people, not broadcasters. These people, I don't know what they're chasing. <laughs> I think these people are chasing their tail. They sure as hell did for about eight months. Ah, bada beep, bada boop, bada boop. Well, we sure can't do any worse than Mo did. Yeah, well, surprise. <laughs> oh, remember that? Uh-huh. In the uh, two to four hours? Can't do well worse than a one. Guess what? <laughs> Wrong again. So you're telling me that Troy is out, huh? Troy that's is a, out. That's what Josh said. Water Nazi is out. Right. Uh, a whole bunch of people out. Mm-hmm. Matty Bell is still there, though. Yes, he is. And what's-his-name is still there? Ray what's Perry. His... Right. He was out, but now he's back in. That's right. Just when he thought he was out, they pulled him back in. Ray Perry. What does he do, anyway? He's a sales uh, uh-huh, okay, manager, yeah, sure. pimp-type guy. A security scare about a disruptive passenger prompted authorities to evacuate 44 passengers off an American Eagle flight just after it landed yesterday at Miami International Airport. Oh, my God. American Eagle Flight 4262 departed from Nashville, a real rednecky Yahoo place with a bunch of real Farbison and Goyam, and was scheduled to take off from Miami for Charlotte, North Carolina, police said. Was scheduled. Well, I'm sure it already did by now, I would think. Police earlier reported that a man had been running up and down the aisle and making wild hand gestures while the plane... This is, this is not the other one we were talking about. This is a different one. Remember the one where the guy was like, uh, uh, took his belt? Right, and wrapped it around his hands. This, the... Right, this is another one. Sort of kung fu fight. running up, running... <laughs> it was running up and down the aisle and making wild hand gestures while the plane was preparing to take off for Charlotte. Those were rumors, Dave Police Spokesman Roy Rutland said. Police received a call about a disruptive passenger. Yeah, Kung Fu. And that was the guy yesterday. Don't confuse that with this. This is another story about another crazy guy. Uh, police received a call about a disruptive passenger while the plane was still on in the air, but the nature of the disruption was not known. Passenger was questioned by police and released. All 44 passengers and three crew members were evacuated off the plane. Police dogs checked the plane for explosives. An American Airlines spokeswoman said the flight to North Carolina was canceled and referred calls for further information to date place. Well, they probably canceled it because they only had 44 people on it. It was an American Eagle. Those are the puddle jumpers, right? Right. Then when it's a number like 4262, it's a puddle jumper. You know, like when they close their... Oh, watch your feet. We're closing the door now. You ever been on one of those? No, I can't say that I Don't. have. No. Just, just keep in way, if anybody suggests to you, like, if you want to go to Orlando, well, why don't you fly up on one of them puddle jumpers? Just think Lexington. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Just think about that airport and that little puddle, puddle jumper and those 49 dead people. By the way, I got, a, about that. I got a little news bulletin for you. Ooh. Our boy. Troy. He's, uh, he's at 790 as a sales hole. And what a surprise. And on Saturday from 1 to 3. More power to you, Troy. We like you. We don't care if you're across the street with those losers. We still like you. Don't we? 
I like him. I always like Trey. He's a good sure. guy. I mean, he was, you know, sometimes frustrating because he's not, not the brightest bulb in the pack, but nevertheless. They're saying he's a dark bulb? Sales department. Huh? He was the darkest bulb, yeah. So if you asked him a question, he probably couldn't shed too much light on it. <laughs> I'm so sorry I said that. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm changing the whole show as of right this today. <laughs> Haven't you noticed? Oh, uh, no, no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go nuts for every for day. They can take oh, this phone thing. God they can take you. this box out of here, man. They can take it out. I've been, it's, it's not just those five idiots. The callers for years have been getting worse. See, things change. And one of the they always I'm do. Still, one of the reasons I'm still around, mm-hmm. while a lot of others have come and gone and uh, fumbled their way through life, and the reason I'm still here is because, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to go with the flow. Because you know that, that things change. That's right. And you get the feeling that, oh, it just ain't like what it used to be. You know, once upon a time, you could sit down and the phones would be ringing off the hook and you'd talk to all these uh, friendly, uh, interesting, funny people, whatever. <laughs> the hell and that, that's ancient wow. history, man. you got a good memory. Yeah, and that's 100 years ago. Forget about that. That's crap. Well, let's talk to Mike and Margate. I, screw that. You know, it's, oh, Jesus. I wouldn't listen to that either. But these people now, they, they don't understand it. Do you think that Clarence in there, do you think he's got any concept of talk radio, what it really is all about? <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it's so funny you could just laugh your ass off, man. Your kishkis could fly out from laughing so hard. Like he knows something about a talk show. Yeah. Now there's a guy. Let's put him back on. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We can't lose the license because we don't have one. That's right. What have we got to lose? So. Nothing. <laughs> right. Like uh, Bobby McGee. What the hell did she say? Life is a piece of crap. What do you got to lose? Just another word. For nothing, for, uh, left to lose. nothing left to lose. Except your voice. And I guess she did, huh? Boy, could she sing or what? No. Wow. She was really... Well, of course, the Sherry went and do a lot of drugs. Or then again, when you work for Fox and then you go over to MSNBC. And then it turns to the other. One of the things, there's a report out there that maybe he was dealing with depression. Ser- seriously, you cannot, you cannot honestly say to yourself that this is, this is really happening. There are just few things in the history of mankind, like 9-11. We just had the anniversary on Monday, and people were watching those videos over a million times again. The buildings are burning, and they're crumbling and pancaking, and people are running like crazy. And you see the planes crashing through the buildings. You think, this can't possibly be happening. Right. And then you turn on your TV, if you're unlucky enough to turn on MSNBC, when she happens to be on all too often now, because Dan Abrams is a moron. And, uh, and there she is. And you're thinking, they can't really be serious about putting this person on air like a news person, like a real, like a journalist person. like a, you know. Then you flip over to CNN uh, headline news, and there's Nancy Grace, Fran. Hey, like, you can do that any time of day, and she's on there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised she's on there right now. Let me turn over to uh, headline news. Aaron, for the National League home run mark of Oh, no, look at this. They're talking about bogus home runs by Barry Bonds. Oh, don't tell me another one. Oh, the there it goes. Might be. Could be. Parking into the netting and right. But that, my friends, has ruled a ground rule double. Bottom of the ninth. Bonds at the dish now. This time, there's no netting where this thing oh, is going. Bounce. 24th of the year. 732nd of his career. 23 shy of Aaron for the all-time home run. 732 and 700 of them were because he's on roids. Because he's smearing that cream. I don't want to get Josh upset, but you know it's true. No, you're just, you know, hard-headed. No, I'm just honest. That's all. He's uh, full of crap. It's an insult to the babe. I mean, the babe was a big fat turd, too, but that's only because he ate all my hot dogs and drank all that beer. He already passed the babe, buddy. And you're going to tell me, if you're going to start with the Henry Aaron stuff, man, it's going to be a racist thing. Who's who's darker, Barry Bonds or Henry Aaron? (laughs) Work on that a little while, or OJ on the cover of Time magazine. You know, that would be a good pull. Who's the darkest of them all? I say Sidney Poitier. He's great oh, actor. Wouldn't He's you? pretty dark. Pretty dark. Eddie How Murphy? about Fumi? No, no. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Darkest man. human being who ever lived. Darkness. Yeah. 
And who's the lightest of them all? Brian Gumble. I'd say Malcolm. Yeah, Brian Gumble's pretty light. Lightweight. Sure. Colin Powell. He's pretty no, light. I'd say Malcolm. What the hell's his name? Shamar, Shamar Moore. Moore. I beat you. Beat you. I know my name is Shamar Moore. I know you do. God. You, you like him more. A lot. More than you do. <laughs> 1214 at 560 WQAM. Hey, listen, we're right in the peak in the middle of the hurricane season. I was just reading about that this morning. Isn't it time you took the stress and worry out of last-minute hurricane preparations? Don't get caught with your uh, shutters down. Hurricane Shutter Outlet manufactures easy-to-use accordion shutters, and now they provide expert installation, too. Call them at 954-237-7083. Be prepared for the worst. They feature roll-downs, accordions, and panels. Just like the Hurricane Shutter Outlet, custom make or even install the shutters for you. Call them right now, 954-237-7083, and get on your way to top-notch protection. The Hurricane Shutter Outlet, family-owned and operated, they are licensed, insured, and Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County is approved. They stock all sizes of clear polycarbonate hurricane panels and aluminum panels cut to your specifications and ready for you to pick up or they'll deliver them right to you. And like I said, now even install them for you if you need. The public and all contractors welcome major credit cards accepted. And when you call these folks or stop by, be sure and tell them that Neil sent you and get yourself $100 savings, 100 bucks off on a minimum order of 350 square feet. The Hurricane Shutter Outlet. Be uh, prepared, believe you me. Call 954-237-7083 or on the Wicked Web. Just log on to HurricaneShutterOutlet.com. The biggest names, the best talent. Oh this is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560 QAM. Thousand seventy-two votes on the poll today. That's not too shabby. We'll make eleven hundred. That's our goal today. Thousand seventy-three. See, set the bar low, man. Set the bar low. Something or someone I don't want to hear about anymore. No mo. And Paris Hilton, man, she's got it licked. Two hundred ninety-two. War on Terror. One hundred and forty-one. What war on terror? Tom Cruise. One hundred and thirty. One hundred and how many? About thirty, man. Enough with him. Baby Surrey. One hundred eleven. George W. Bush. One hundred eight. 
But unfortunately, we got uh, what? Three more years? Two, two, two and a quarter years. Oh, jeez. Right? Don't, don't rub it in. Oh, jeez. How can we survive? How can the world keep spinning around? John Mark Carr, 95. Won't hear about him no more. 9-11-72. Well, we just, you know, Monday's gone now, so they did all the uh, obligatory things. And uh, and like that guy that faxed me yesterday, giving me instructions. Oh, don't you be reading these things on there and uh, all these wild conspiracy theories. I'll do whatever the hell I want. How do you like that, jackass? Ooh. Yeah. Barry Bonds, 38. And you know something? I'm going to say it again. I wouldn't put anything past a group of lunatics who would start a war and invade another country and butcher all these people and sacrifice 3,000 American kids because of the fact that, uh, you know, the, the PNAC people decided that this is what this is the game plan, reshaping the Middle East and sticking the Americans in, in, in the oil wells. That, that's what it's all about. What did I say in the beginning? Before they even started with the first Iraq attack, oil, O-I-L, and M-O-N-A-Y. Remember I was saying that every day? Mm -hmm. And, of course, if we had anybody with an IQ larger than their ass listening, it would have you know, meant something. I, and, and, by the way, I just want to tell you right now. Yeah. 12-22 on Thursday, September 14th, I have taken my last call on this show. Wow. I'm, I'm just telling right you. Down, I'm, right not, down I'm, not, the I'm, not, I'm not farting around. I'm not taking any more calls. They, they, they've degenerated to a point now. And, of course, there was even a period we went through. It, it's like anything else in evolution. You know, it, it reaches a point where you go through different phases. And it, there was a period where even the, uh, some of the cranks were funny. They're not funny anymore, you know? Yeah, I know. And, and it's just basically that's all there is. So when you're on, you do whatever you want. You know, okay. Whatever you want. Hi. You, you can do that. You don't even have to punch the phone. You can probably. It sounds better than what I'm hearing. Hi, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Screw that. Hi, Tom, bye. Right. 9-11-73, Barry Bonds, 38. Oh, and we, yeah, see, I apologize. We did, oh, that's a pretty low number. They want to hear about Barry. Hey, Barry. You fairy. Mo Howard David at 28. He's a pretty low on the list there. 26. So they want to hear a lot more about Mo. Well, turn over to 850 and you hear him on the weekend. Not. Don't turn over there. I hate this poll, only 25, 2.3%. They sure like it a lot better than the one the other day, whatever that was. Uh, oh, you know which one they had a lot? Uh, I hate to pull up, but who's got the best ass? What was wrong with that? What's wrong with ass? Nothing. I mean, there are some people obsessed with ass and want to do all sorts of unnatural things with and around and, uh, you know. Hey, it's all natural, that, baby. That's, no, it is not. Sure it is. No, that's, uh, God invented, uh, Adam and, uh, Saul. Yeah. I hate this pull 25. Israel, speaking of Saul 22, Saul Lipschitz. Uh, Iraq 6. Brad Pitt, six, and Nancy Grace, none. How come Brad Pitt's only got six? I guess they want to hear about Brad Pitt. Sounds like we got a big gay audience because we know we don't have any women. Why would a bunch of guys want to hear about Brad Pitt? They've already seen it, and believe me, there wasn't, uh, you know. In fact, i got a ballpoint pen here that looks pretty much the same. Oh, yeah? You saw got that. Ball I, the when I, was online. I know, you stole my magazine. I never got it back. What? You never saw the Brad Pitt uh, dingling? Yeah, I brought the magazine in yeah. to show you. You took it home. I never Get saw it Get out of here. I took it home. Oh, brother. I'm telling you. Well, it was a celebrity sleuth magazine that had the pictures of him and Gwyneth Paltrow. Because, yeah. Uh, it was the same occasion when they were running around by the pool. And you took it home to uh, to show some friends. And that was the last I never saw. Never brought it back. Well, yeah. I never bring anything right. back. I, I know. That's all right. That. It's okay. I probably burned it. I doubt that. And Nancy Grace has the uh, oh. none. They want to hear about Nancy Grace. I told you nobody knows who she is. Get out of here. Stop with that nonsense. There isn't anybody in the world that doesn't know who Nancy Grace is. All right. Ask these callers. Josh, you know who Nancy Grace is? I'm not taking any calls. <laughs> Yeah, I do, but only because of the show. Well, if I wasn't on the show, have you I ever seen know. her on the air? Yeah, because I've turned it on and, and quick. Disgusting, the channel real quick. drooling, drawling. Maybe she's on now. 
Well, even worse. Even worse than her. hurt that Peter McKay is considered a Condom Lisa. Diplomatic standards. Condom Lisa. Suddenly, their harbor side stroll seems enchanting. Oh, enchanted. yeah. This is the real deal. She was she, she up in Atlantic Canada thanking and kissing and everything else. And Peter she's hanging around with his right-wing jackass, Peter McKay. I just have tea. I don't have Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, everybody is, uh, the gossip is going now, you know, about, about that uh, old maid. The word is gay. Dyke. Okay, that's the word. She's 52 years old, okay? You show me a broad who's 52 years old, never been married, and I'll show you. Although, I'll be honest with you, who the hell would want to touch that anyway? Yeah. Oh, yeah, here it is, hot item in the Canadian newspapers, Peter McKay and Condi Rice, something going on, diplomatic relations, question mark, <laughs> yeah, Who, now which one's going to be the beard, who are you Castro. people kidding, okay, you fairy, God, anyway, so that's what's on there now, which seeing her is even worse than seeing Nancy Grace, compared to Condom Pleasa, I love Nancy Grace by comparison, she's my lady friend. Baghdad, U.N. Secretary General Cup of Coffee Annan has said leaders of Middle Eastern nations believe the Iraq war has been a real disaster for the region. Oh, I better do the break and then we'll finish with that. I don't want, I, I shouldn't want to give short change to that or even loose change. Oh, there he goes again with those conspiracy things. Quit peddling that the crap, man. All that conspiracy theory stuff. You're starting to sound like what's her name? Howard! Boy, don't forget tomorrow. i got to check on that thing about whether they actually file for bankruptcy tomorrow. Then maybe we can get back on 940. they got a great signal. What do you think? It's a good plan. Let's try that out. Just, just the three of us. We'll just, we'll just be on all day. We'll alternate, twenty-four-seven. All right. Seven days a week. Yeah, we'll be on all day on nine forty with that big booming right in the middle of the dial, fifty thousand watts. It's the best AM signal in the whole state of Florida. Only cheap channels could reduce it to one and two shares, but they did a hell of a job of that. In fact, back when they were trying to do, the, when they did sports talk, they did fractions, just like the fan. If you remember the fan in nineteen hundred on the AM dial, and just like uh, they did when they did talk. Remember that. Rick and Suds were on there briefly, That's and there right. was the ego, and they, mm-hmm. had, and they were doing like fractions. And your good close buddy John, uh, what's his name, too, was on there. John, what was his name? John Ford. John Ford, that's the one. Wow, with his cardigan sweater. Wow, what a jackass. Talk about a phony. When we were on Zeta, me and the bird and Caprita, and oh, he was just sucking up and he couldn't do enough. He's in production and he's doing bits for us and he's putting stuff together. And then we go to PAX. You know something? I'm going to tell you right now before I move on, before my life flashes around. Mm hmm. Of all the people that we have worked for, and is between IOD and uh, since you and I worked together and QAM, you know the one place, and we've said it before, but it needs to be repeated, where they actually knew how to sell the show, how to promote the show, where they really uh, was Paxson. I hate yeah. to say that because he's a maniac. I know. And a total phony and hypocrite. I know. But they, they knew how to do it, man. That log was full every day. We had spots up, spots up the old... Uh, Rectum. And then, of course, they even paid for our physician's visits. And say what you will about uh, Harry Valentine and his giant tub of Diet Coke. You could yeah. tell him something, and he would do it while you were telling him about it. And it would Harry be done Venus? by the next day. That Yeah. Yeah. The inter-office email work, people responded to it. It, yeah. it, it actually ran. Pretty amazing. It was, like, it was like a real place of business. These people, it's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna schlock it through, and you know, fine, okay, we'll schlock it. We just don't care. If you don't care, we don't care. We don't give a flying leaping crap. Pay us on payday and get out of our face and go away. Hey, if it's time for you to get a new mattress, don't waste any time or money driving to stores all over town, schlepping and wasting that still very expensive gas and getting all worked up into a sweat. Just sit there on your ugly ass and make one easy call to dial a mattress. 1-800-MATTRESS. Get yourself factory direct prices lower than the chain stores, even during those so-called big phony baloney sales. You know the deal. In addition to this, dial a mattress has 12-month financing for you, too. And they've got the best selection anywhere and the lowest prices on Sealy, Serta, King Coyle, Stearns & Foster Hewitt, Tempur-Pedic, and Simmons as well. 
Dollar Mattress ranked number one in customer satisfaction because they've got a 99.7% on-time delivery rate because they take away the old crappy bedding and they set up the brand new one for you and you'll be a happy camper. And if for any reason you're not happy with it, by the way, they will swap it out, no problem at all, no extra charge. That is real service. So if you want to get a new mattress that will last you for years and give you a great night's sleep every night, just do what I've been doing for years. Make that one easy call to Dollar Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sensational Savings and, of course, for Schlock. The biggest names, the best talent. This okay, is okay, Peter okay. Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Neil Rogers. First, we introduced you to the new Gillette Fusion. Pressure caused irritation, but the Fusion had five blades spaced closer together for less irritation and more comfort. But now, Gillette brings you the all-new 25-blade Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus. Throw out that old five-blade Fusion and your lawnmower. That five-blade shaving technology was oh so one month ago. Step into the future with the new 25-blade Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus. I know what you're thinking. Does it really make a difference? Just listen to these satisfied guinea pigs. Oh, the best shave I ever had. Fred said it was the best shave he ever had. The only problem is I cut off my lips. The only problem is I cut off my lips. Oh. But feel my face. Oh, I'm uh, a soil. No, I'm not sure what he said. Oh, no. When you feel this razor across your skin, you'll know something's different. You'll have no choice. It all happens with three easy steps. Apply the Fusion Hydra Gel. Then shave with the 25-blade Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus. Then stop the bleeding and run to the nearest blood bank for an emergency transfusion. Hey, sir, would you like to try the new 25-blade Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. All right, here you go. Oh, there's a lot of bleeds. Oh, 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 my God. Please try the other side. Oh, my God. The new 25-plate Fusion Power Extreme Plus Plus. Available at CBS, Red Aid, Dwayne Reed, and the Home Depot. And if you like the Chic Quattro, man, although if that wasn't quite good enough for you, now there's the Chic Quattro Titanium. Have you seen that one? Yes, I have. Don't tell me you're using it. I, I might be. I don't know what I bought. Oh. Josh, don't tell me you've advanced to the Chic Quattro Titanium now. No, I don't use Chic. I don't think you know Chic. Sure about does. Razors. Anyway, speaking of that G. Gordon Liddy drop, and you know, I was just all these things are flashing and flooding back to the days when we worked like almost in real radio. Remember that? Yeah, vaguely. And like people, no, people would come in a building, or even like this. This is your ball on the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They don't come any better than Neil Rogers. You know things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or things like things like. Uh, Hi, this is Larry King, and they don't come any better than Neil Rogers. Stuff like that, and since we got all these big shots, you know, all these. Guys, uh, sports uh, celebrities and all these other people are coming through the station. Wouldn't it be a great idea if we had the same thing like from Pat Riley for Hank or Mad Dog or uh, Eddie K or even for us, you know. Pat Riley's got a good sense of humor, and he does listen to this show, by the way. How you doing, Pat? Get a haircut. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? Or like even Nick Saban. I mean, he was on there. I mean, granted, they butchered that thing. <laughs> they doctored that up a little bit. That was pretty good, by the way. Nice going, Kenny. I like Kenny. He's okay. And even, even Bo Camper, if they just put a muzzle around him, he's, he's you know, he's harmless. You know, in other words, these are the kinds of things, but I, I just, I don't get it. It's just, uh, you know, not that I care you understand. I don't want to get you uh, confused. Just keep Good. saying. Yeah, don't confuse me. I don't care. That's okay. Right. we got to get that song. I don't care. I don't care. Who did that? Da, da, da. No, it was an old Jimmy like, Durante song. Like right vaudeville there. stuff there. Yeah, old Jimmy Durante there. Maybe it was Eddie Cantor. I don't care. I don't know. 
uh, Chicken Neck would know. He's big on, you know, I, I'm sure he must have been a big Jimmy Durante fan because all these inky dinky do things he does. Right. Knows, oh. Yeah, inky 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 dinky do. U.S. Secretary General uh, Kofi Annan said leaders of Middle Eastern nations believe the Iraq war has been a real disaster for the region. Absolutely correct, sir. His comments to reporters yesterday came after a two-week trip through the Middle East and on a day when separate bomb attacks killed at least 22 people in Baghdad. Honestly, most of the leaders I spoke to felt the invasion of Iraq and its aftermath has been a real disaster for them. He said they believe it has destabilized the region. He went on to describe two schools of thought. Those who believe the U.S. should stay, having created the problem, they can't walk away. And those, especially in Iran, who believe the presence of the U.S. is a problem. Just them being there. Well, that's Iran, of course. It's okay for them to be there. But Annan said, in his opinion, that the U.S. has found itself in a position where it cannot stay and cannot leave. Huh. In other words, kind of a catch-28. Catch-87. They're stuck between a crock and a hard place. And Wednesday's violence erodes so Well, we know that. I already had that on. All this about bodies over here and bodies over there and the other... This, the year's second highest monthly total of bodies arrived at Baghdad's morgue in August, Iraqi authorities say, but the figures do not include people killed by bombs or other mass attacks. About 1,500 bodies were delivered to Baghdad's morgue last month, according to figures provided by an Iraqi health ministry official on condi condition of anonymity, because he values his life. He's probably got a beard. The figure is second only to July's total of 1,850 bodies. We're kicking ass, baby. And, of course, two more. Let's see. The, the number of deaths... Oh, look at that. 2,666 U.S. troops. Ooh. 2,666. I think the Lord is about to smote somebody pretty soon. He's had it with his bush crap. He's going to smote and smite. Here's a fax that says, I saw an article about Air America mentioned cheap channels conducting a nationwide search for, oh, 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 uh -huh. for a new progressive uh, yeah. talk show host. Would you consider yourself for nomination? No. 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 Okay, for entertainment. I, I wouldn't work for a chief. It's bad enough I work for these grave robbers, oh, yeah. these schlockmeisters, okay? Schlocky Joe. Uh, that would be the last thing. It said, you would be great, although I hope you won't suffer from the Phil Henry effect. His show started to suck once he went national. At the very least, you should simulcast your show on satellite to get more exposure. Even that hack Todd Schmidt is now on XM. The XM don't want me. they got too many truck drivers. they got too many stories. Sirius Stern wanted me on air. Then they didn't, and uh, Norma blew that down the toilet. Actually, it was the Beasley that blew down the toilet with that, uh, uh, that Fort Myers thing. Remember that? Yeah. They yeah. pissed Stern off, and he, uh, he told them, okay, you're not paying us, so uh, we're not going to be on your station anymore. And that was the last we ever heard from them. He had their guy contact me. Remember that? Very briefly, yes. and it looked like uh, something might happen, and didn't. The article also said Franken had a base salary of $2 million, which blew my mind, when you consider how bad his show is. Not Al Franken, even without Catherine Lamford. I guess it is moot that they don't pay anyway. Randy Rhodes should be lucky if J.N.O. gives her old job back, it says. Randy? She's, she's a star now. She's writing the liner notes on the back of books. That's right. Yeah, right there with Noam Chomsky and Randy Rhodes, man. What a matchup. There's a website called thedirtmiami.com, which was reported. Oh, and you'll never guess who was on yesterday. Oh, my God. Let me give you a little uh, clue. Okay? On, on what? Just a minute. On TV. If I had the ability to do I'd take you out here right now and kick your teeth in. Uh, Alex Bennett? Alex, Alex Bennett. He didn't look a day over 100. He was on MS, one of the talking head channels debating some crap, on some political crap. He didn't look a day over 300. And he was right there on television. Remember how he used to say that? Television. He was such a wimpy nerd. And he drove a Miata, which there was nothing wrong with the car, but just the way he said it, a Miata. Oh, God. He, you know what? He's what's wrong with the Democratic Party, people like him and Jew Lieberman. Not that Jew Lieberman's a Democrat no more. Oh, and by the way, I got, you're going to be very angry when I get to the next thing here, but I'll save it after the break. You know how you hate Kraft? I do. Well, I got another company you're going to hate even worse. Okay. 
Anyway, it says there's a website called TheDirtMiami.com, which was reporting that Simon Cowell threw a fit when his black Amex was denied at the CVS Pharmacy on Lincoln Road last Monday and was uh, screaming at the cashier. What is a black Amex? I don't know. I was just going to ask you. I don't know. I got all the other gold and green, and there's a blue one. Anyway, it says mysteriously it's been removed from the website. I'll bet they were threatening legal action if he didn't have the cojones to stand up to him. How do you like that, Simon Cowell? Oh, who cares about Simon Cowell? First, this guy's telling me I ought to be on syndicated national. Then he's starting a song dance about Simon Cowell. See that? Man. Who's more important, Colin Powell or Simon Cowell? Both of which affect my bowel. Believe me, bad. And not in a positive way either. We got 1,100 votes yet or what? I just, just mentioned 1,124. We'll make 1,200 easy today. It's 1,242. We got the Mad Dog at 2. The Power Hour. Hank and the Mad Dog, 4 to 5. And the Humper Solo, 5 to 7. Two solid hours for Fat Saturday. <laughs> Work off a little bit of that flab, sweetheart. That was fun. And then you got that Hurricane Crap, 7 to 10, which, you know, I'm, I guess we have to do that because we got the games on here, you know? Now, who are they playing this week? Josh says they might get beat by Louisville. Uh, it's a good possibility. Good. Excellent. I hope they get beat like 117 to nothing. It would be great. What? You, you know why I say that, don't you? I do. The hurricane blow. That's why. And then the Dolphins play uh, the Bills. Now, the Bills are going to be really smarting from blowing that game to the Patriots last week when they had a nice 17-7 to lead in the third quarter. And then they got a safety. And then they, all, and then they also had first and goal uh, inside the 10-yard line. Remember that? Yep. With 17-7, to they had a chance to put us away, baby. It was curtains. I thought, oh, boy, woe is us. Woe is us. And then, allegedly, uh, they stopped them on the 7-yard line. And then... Uh, what the hell's the running back's name? Um, Willis McGahee. McGahee? Yeah. For Buffalo? Yeah. He said, I thought it was third down. It's fourth and one. They go for it. And uh, I guess his knee went down before he got, he, you know, because he actually got the ball over the, where it was. But, it was, you know, his knee went down first. And so he was short. He didn't make it. And the ball goes over to the Patriots, who then drive down the field for a touchdown. And he said, oh, I thought it was third down. Well, you know. Yeah, who the hell can count that high? The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560 QAM. <laughs> that was funny. Up the butt, the butt, the butt. What was it? Do that again. Rectum. Gelby, Gelby, talking on a sports show, trying to be macho. Your voice sounds just like. A seven-year-old girl, a little sports whole shill. What else are you there for, Gelby? Gelby, talking like a baby who needs a little training. Why can't you understand? You don't sound like a man. Remove the rubber bands. That joke, your scrotum, come, Gelby. Gelby, your lucky management don't care. Cause Gelby, you don't belong there on the air. And Gelby, the sports can wait till your voice cracks. Cause anyone who sounds like that should find another job. Absolutely. And they should only take you back when both your BBs drop. So, Gelby, Gelby, when you're gonna grow up, you make us wanna throw up. <coughs> you silly, squeaky fool, go to broadcasting school. <coughs> your free pubescent voice makes you... Sound 
Okay, you asked for it, and believe you me, now listen very carefully, okay? I'm going to do this again. All right. It sounds as good as you did the first time. One moment, please. Up the butt, the butt, the butt, the butt. <laughs> how are you doing oh, that? that? But, what? How are you doing that? What do you mean, how am I doing that? I mean, which machine are you playing that from? Which machine? Yeah, it's a good machine, man. In fact, I could do a whole bunch of them here. Up the butt, the butt, the butt, the butt, the butt, the butt, the butt. See, because the trip cue is like, uh, you know. Oh, excellent. So, so it's tripping it before he finishes saying it. You follow what I'm saying? Excellent. See, there you go. Wow. No, 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 look. Monkey see, monkey do. Don't be doing it now just because I've done it. Monkey do. Yeah, monkey. <laughs> That's what it smells like. That's what Geldy sounds like. Anyway, well, this is a horrible story. Port Ritchie. Now, you know where that is, Josh. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, it's nowhere near uh, Leesburg. Is it anywhere new, near Newport Ritchie? New, Newport Ritchie. Well, there's Newport Ritchie and there's just Port Ritchie, I guess. I don't know. It's all a bunch of rednecks, man. Any one of these towns is rednecks. Although I hear they have a fantastic mall in Brandon. The mother, you know, like I'm supposed to know that. And he gets all indignant about it. It's the third biggest mall in the country. Well, who cares, you know? Who, life is more than a stupid shopping mall, you know? Like, like the guy that called me a few months ago. This, I'm saying there's nothing else these, there. Listen, bigger... listen to me. Right. Guy calls me a few months ago. He says, "Oh, when I was talking about the downtown Miami, and nobody wants to go there, which they still don't." And he's giving me this song to dance about. Remember, he sent me the facts first, and then he's giving me a lecture about. Oh, and there's gonna. Oh no, it was on a fax. It was gonna be a big shopping, uh, a huge mall down there, bigger than the Eden Center in Toronto. Like I'm supposed to be impressed by the size of the mall. What was that got to do with it? I'm sure that Westland in Detroit is bigger than the Eaton Center too. Does that make the Detroit a desirable place to live? No, of course not. You know, life based on shopping malls. Like people say, well, you know, is there any good talk radio there in uh, in Rochester? Come on, get a life, will you please? I have no life. Jesus, I mean, if this is the barometer that your life is based on, and I would like to end it now. Make some room for somebody else. Speaking of that, the mother of a newborn baby girl found dead in a trash can turned herself in today to face charges of second degree murder. Christine Michelle Jameson, 29, of Hudson. I never heard of that. Works at the Target in Port Ritchie, where employees found the body uh, Monday in a clear plastic trash bag in an employee restroom trash can. Oh, my goodness. You're supposed to use an opaque bag for disposing of babies. That's always a better idea. A clear plastic trash bag. The cause of death hasn't been determined, but detectives believe the baby was alive when it was born, according to Sheriff's spokesman Kevin Dahl. The medical examiner determined it had air in its lungs, Dahl said. Target manager sent detectives to Jameson, who had been sent home because she looked sick. She did have a baby while at Target, the arrest report said. She agreed to go to a local hospital for treatment. The home phone number listed on her arrest report was disconnected. Unclear if she had a lawyer yet. The baby was at least the third newborn to be found, in abandoned, found abandoned and dead in the Tampa Bay area this year. But much of the other two were in Brandon. Now, probably one was in Lutz. Yeah. And the other one was probably like in uh, Clearwater. Or some other red place. Brandon could be Bar- Bartow. Mm-hmm. Dunedin. Now, Barstow is in California. Bartow is in Florida. Right. See, aren't you learning some crap already here? I'm writing it all down. Yeah. Now, this is the thing that's going to get you very unhappy. All right. Well, well let me ask you first. What do you think of Google? I, I'm so, I like it, I guess. I love it. Well, I right. used to. I, Google I used is it for e- searching, but that's all. Google is eager to work with the Republican Party and has boosted its presence in Washington, D.C., according to a roll call by way of Ross Story. Google, one of the fastest-growing companies in Silicon Valley, is ramping up its political clout in D.C. while taking a series of steps to court Republicans, reports Tory Newmeyer and Paul Kane for roll call. The company is filing paperwork today to open its first-ever political action committee, and later this month it will make an endangered GOP incumbent the beneficiary of its first-ever Washington fundraiser. 
Oh, boy. A search engine giant this month also deepened its ties to Republicans by inking a deal with former GOP Senators Dan Coats of Indiana, a real jackass, and even a worse jackass, Connie Mack of Florida, to lobby on its behalf. I got news for it. Connie Mack, if his daddy wasn't, if his granddaddy wasn't Connie Mack, the baseball genius, and nobody would ever, he wouldn't have gotten four votes, even with fixed uh, machines. Connie Mack, my ass. But he would. Ooh, they're macking on Jesus now. On Wednesday, the company with TechNet will co-host its first ever Washington fundraiser on behalf of Representative Heather Wilson of New Mexico, one of the most endangered GOP incumbents, and a supporter of Google's position on net neutrality, the key Internet regulatory issue that got Google entangled with the phone and cable companies. eBay, the online auction company, is also a co-host. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Not that there's any, uh, you know, cronyism involved there, but like any, uh, you know, got my hand and was scrubbing your hand. The company's PAC, officially known as Google Net PAC, is filing its paperwork with the FEC today. In another sign of an effort at corporate political balance, Google, PAC, Google Net PAC has retained Ben Ginsburg. Now, there is one of the most obnoxious people on the face of the earth. Have you ever seen him? Yeah. Oh, God. You look at him with his red face and his beard. Oh, he's got a beard. Just dawned on me. Google Net has retained Ben Ginsburg, the top political lawyer at Patton Boggs, and one-time counsel both Bush, Bush Cheney 2000 and Bush Cheney 2004. Ginsburg is serving as an outside advisor to the PAC, ensuring that it adheres to campaign finance laws. He's a self-hating right-wing Jew, is what he is, Ben Ginsburg. God. Advisors to the company say the PAC likely will become a key to funding money to GOP lawmakers, given the democratic leanings of its donor employees. Enough to make you want to get on your hands and knees and just vomit and puke your guts out, huh? Yeah. Let it down. Puke it out, baby. <laughs> Christ. But you know something? I'm still going to be Googling it. Yeah. yeah. 1,148 votes. We got 1,200 licked. In fact, if I'd have pushed it, we could have made 1,300 again. But I don't want to do that, you know? You push it too much and you can wear it out. In fact, that's the next story here about that former teacher, which you didn't even know about. And guess where that was, too, about the sex with the kid? Florida. That, Tampa. Hey, where in Florida, baby? Tampa. There you go. The biggest name. Redneck Kevin, baby. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560. QAM. The one, the two hour. (laughs) (laughs) Up the butt, the butt, the butt, the butt, the butt, the butt. Uh, sir, do you have any liquids? I'm not telling. Oh, you must be jealous. Oh, does that make me a felon? Hey, no need for yelling. Let me get my supervisor, Ellen. Sir, are you jelling? Oh, your question is compelling. Let's see what the dogs are smelling. <laughs> you are so jelling. Oh, you caught me, you infidelins. Let's go. In Gitmo, you'll be dwelling. Hey, don't tell Joyce that it's swelling. She'll get upset about it. Yes, she will. 102, two minutes after one, we got Mad Dog coming up very soon. All right. Two o'clock. Former teacher, sex with pupil, really bad choice, she says. Tampa, <laughs> really bad choice. Yeah. Not what he thought. A former middle school teacher serving house arrest for having sex with a 14-year-old pupil said in a television interview that she was deeply troubled at the time and crossed the line that should never have been crossed. Deborah Lafave, 25, blonde. She looks, she looks like, well, it's a bad picture, I guess. She looks not bad, but just old. Okay. Like 50. Well, she's been through a hell of a lot, you know. That's all right. I'll soothe her pain. Deborah LaFave, 25. You've seen her, I guess. Yeah, a lot. She's no, uh, what's her name? The uh, weather lady on Channel 7, the, the Filipino lady. Much hotter. Uh, exactly. I, I don't know what that's all about. It's just bad eyesight, I guess. Or maybe she's she just got knows big the right boobs. People. She's got big boobs? Yes. Not as big as Miss Kamalo. Deborah LaFave, 25, who became a tabloid sensation after her arrest in 2004, also acknowledges that her victim might have a hard time trusting women one day. 
I'm sure he has to be yeah. living with the guilt of, quote, unquote, <laughs> ratting me out. According to transcripts of the interview with Matt Lauer released by NBC this week, the interview was to air today on the Today Show, so I guess we missed it, and on Dateline NBC, so that'll be on tonight. Oh, i got to see that. i got to see that. You'll be watching it because Debbie will be on there. <laughs> Debbie LaFave. Yeah, you'll be watching. Whatever. She's apologized and said bipolar disorder contributed to her state of mind at the time. She's bi too. All right, I'm she more already. She never thought she was really committing rape when she had sex with a teen, but now realizes she made a really, really, really bad choice. There's three reallys in there. That's right. Almost as many as those guilty. Should have been having sex with me. She acknowledges that the case got so much attention when similar cases get little or none because she's attractive. Sex sells, she said. Very profound, sweetheart. Very profound. LaFave said she has a difficult time thinking of herself as a sexual predator as she is now classified under Florida law. She's 25. The kid was 14. I was a kind-hearted person who loved children, would never, you know, do anything to break the law. She said I was a good person, and now everything has just changed, so it's just really hard for me to accept that. Mm -hmm. Even though it is a bad choice, but, you know, she got caught with his panties down, I guess, something like that. Not good. Not good, sweetheart. Oh, President Bush met today with a South Korean president. So that our professionals will feel comfortable about going forward with the program. There you go. Bada beep, bada boop, bada boop. And the best part of it is the South Korean president who speaks no English spoke better English than your, your president. 1163 on a vote meter. By the way, the uh, Diebold people are working on the uh, vote tally. By the end of the show, there will be 10,000. Gaithersburg, Maryland. Well, thank God we got a story from someplace besides Florida. But we've been Florida intensive today. How do you like that bitch that takes her? She has a baby in Target, mm -hmm. and she puts it in a clear plastic bag and throws it in the trash. I thought it was in Walmart. Target. Okay. When you stop, I'm still going to shop. You there. are relentless, man. You like Target, you hate Walmart, so right away you place this bitch, just, uh, this broad, hey, whatever she is. Just, those kinds of things usually happen at Walmart. She was at Target. There's plenty of rednecks that go to Target, okay? There are plenty of trailer trash, uh, sloppy uh, whatever, that go to, uh, I, I don't know what she looks like. They can't swing Target. She had, she did it at Target. All right. And she put the, she put the baby in a uh, plastic bag. Well, at least she put it in a clear plastic bag so somebody could see it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good plan. Yeah, I guess they didn't see it in time, but a Maryland substitute teacher was arrested after uh, an alleged anti-Islamic tirade in front of high school students. You see that? Don't be doing such crap. Okay. Carol Joan McVeigh. I wonder if she was kin to uh, Howard McVeigh, the uh, driver at, at uh, Hazel Park. And he had a daughter who was a driver, too. I forget what her name Gail McVeigh. Well, what a, what a memory. Jesus, for stuff that nobody has any idea what it is. I don't care. Carol Joan McVeigh, 49, was charged with resisting arrest, trespassing, disorderly conduct, and disturbing the peace. Police said McVeigh became upset when she heard some students at Gaithersburg High School who were being assisted by another teacher practicing a speech and using some Arabic words. Uh-oh, not a good sign. The Washington Post said she reacted after hear overhearing the group utter an Islamic greeting of peace. Now, what is it that they say? What, the Arabs? Yeah. Assalamu alaikum? That's it. Okay. See, I knew you knew it. Char I don't, I don't know that from Arabs, though. I know that from the brothers, you know. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, they say that, too. Well, that's because they're all Muslims now, so they can put yeah, on the they, fancy They are. Names, they yeah. just like to say that. Like uh, Amphrony. Assalamu salam. Charging documents, Amphrony, alleged McVeigh sh shouted, Islam doesn't mean peace. It means kill, killing everyone for peace. And because of you, our families died in New York. I see. It's not known if anyone who heard the alleged remarks is Muslim. Authorities said McVeigh went to the uh, school, to the orifice, to express her displeasure about the speech and the assisting teacher and was told by the principal that her services were no longer needed at the school. How do you like that? Of course, she was a substitute teacher. 
Don't make waves, honey. One thing in a school is, baby, do not make any waves. Just mind your own business. Keep your nose clean. Pick it a lot. That's right. Police said she refused to leave was escorted from the school by the education facility's officer. While being escorted from the building, she allegedly yelled at a Hispanic teacher about the inappropriateness of speaking to students in languages other than English. How do you like that? Oh, boy. She said something like Casa Hoist. Once the substitute teacher was outside, police said, she tried to re-enter the school, and the school's educational facilities officer attempted to place her under arrest, but she resisted, and an additional officer was called in to assist, to assist her ass. Police said McVeigh was released on her own recognizance. How do you, how do you like that? An alleged anti-Islamic tirade in front of her high school students. Charging documents alleged she shouted, Islam doesn't mean peace, it means killing everyone for peace, and because of you, our families died in New York. Well, I, I would have fried her ass for that. Kind of a bitch is that? She, you know, right. well, like, like supposedly we're supposed to sympathize with her. Crazy bitch. Mm -hmm. These are the kind of people that are polluting your kids' minds, baby. Bringing all these people off the streets, all these lunatics. Poor Paris Hilton, man. She's she takes so much crap from you people, and deservedly so, by the way. She's a nasty thing. Yes, she is. Vile. Skanky. Oh, skanky. Ann Coulter is skanky. Paris Hilton is way beyond that. Something or someone I don't want to hear any more about. Paris Hilton, three twenty-five. How about Ann Coulter? She'd have done good on this poll. Please. In fact, she gave everybody else a big handicrap. I, I put her on there right now, Ann Coulter. You'll see. She'll go zooming up there. You'll, you'll, you'll see. Don't believe me, do you? No, I believe you. Paris Hilton, 325. The War on Terror, 151. Oh, it's bad. When, when does it start, by the way? When do we start with the War on Terror? After we're yeah. invading all these, uh, killing all these innocent people who had nothing to do with it? Tom Cruise, 143. Baby Surrey, 117. George W. Bush, 114. Oh, I see. It does make sense, though. If you're going to invade Iraq and there weren't, like, a lot of terrorist groups in there, make sure that you wind up with a lot of them in there afterward. So then you can say, see, it's a bastion of terrorism there in Iraq. And Al-Qaeda's in there and all these other terrorist groups. They weren't there before, but we paved the way. George W. Bush, speaking of that, 115. Enough with him. John Mark Carr, 105. 9-11-79. Barry Bonds, only 41. They love Barry. We love you, Barry. You smear that ass. You know, he's smearing it. Mo Howard David, who used to pick, well, 31 dingleberries. You know, some people, they pick strawberries in the fields. Right. Like that bit, we got strawberry fields forever. Yes, he and does. other people pick uh, dingleberries. I hate this poll, only 27, 2.2%. Israel, 22 votes. Oi! Enough of that already, okay? And quit with the cluster bombs. Iraq, 7. Nancy Grace, 6. And Brad Pitt, only 6. He's on the bottom with Nancy Grace. They're bottom feeding. See, we could have made the 1,300 if we'd have really pushed it. But, you know, I'll have 12-something. You know, comfortably, comfortable 1,200 is fine with me, wouldn't you say? Right. No, especially on a Thursday. Now, tomorrow we're going to, like, push heavy duty. We want 10,000 votes. Doug Thompson writes, do I dare read a Doug Thompson call or do I want to, like, do the break first? I guess I better do the break. But there's a little tease for you. It's the system, stupid. He's doing a column every day now, Doug Thompson, on CapitalHillBlue.com. And he don't pull any punches, man. He, like, the last couple of them, this, one, this one's okay. Not as good as the other ones. It's a little bit too cerebral. But the last two where he just ripped Bush and Rumsfeld an ass. I mean, just ripped and tore and shredded. It was, it was sweet. It was beautiful. Wouldn't you say? I would say. I'd say Doug Thompson for emperor. Although I'd rather say, have you looked at that picture that Josh Cordes sent you? Of what? Of one of our favorite people. One moment, please. It's in Hotmail. That's right. I like it when we do this live on the air. Do what? When you see a funny picture for the first time, then we get to catch yeah. fresh Yeah, oh, it's laughter. a funny picture. I thought maybe it was like a naked picture of some, uh, you know. Well, sometimes those can be funny, too. Okay, loading, loading. Here we go. Two messages. The other one says, oh, you just won $100 million. I don't, I don't have it. Uh-oh. Here you go. I got 
TomPayne.com. I got a Village Voice newsletter. I have nothing from uh, Josh. Hmm. Maybe I should resend it. See, I'm, I'm having these problems. Like Joe Bell alleges that he sent me one the other day, which uh, never showed up. And now Josh just sent me one, and it's still ain't there. How long ago did you send it? Like half hour? <laughs> well, it's not there. I think you must have sent it to Yahoo. No, I'm looking at it. I sent it there. You're looking at it? Yep. I'm going to resend it. Huh? Resend it. Resend it during the break. Yeah, like you said, don't let's do it on the air because it kills some good time. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Save that stuff's ass. 77, Gaza Strip. 77, Gaza Strip. 560 WQAM. Happy Thursday, September 14. If you're waiting for phone calls, you won't hear them on this show, not when I'm on. In fact, that's oh, yeah. all the more reason they can salivate waiting for your, you to Oh, yeah. A rare phone. treat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vacations, and that's summertime. Let's move. Let's uh, speed the clock up. Yeah, let's, let's not. Let's get the calendar moving along and make it like the end of May. All <sighs> let's just pretend we did all these months. President Bush made a rare visit to Capitol Hill today as key Republican senators who oppose the administration's military tribunal plan for suspected terrorists gained a powerful ally. Guess who it was? You mentioned him before. Light complected. Colin Powell. That's it. The president's former secretary of state. In a letter to one of the major opponents of Bush's plan, Republican Senator John McCain of Arizona, former Secretary of State Roland Colin Powell said he opposed the part of the proposal that would amend the interpretation of Article 3 of the Geneva Conventions. The White House and the Senate GOP leadership are at odds with McCain and Senators Lindsey Graham of South Carolina and John Warner of Virginia, chairman of the Armed Services Committee over the administration's tribunal plan. Powell said the world is beginning to doubt the moral basis of our fight against terrorism. He wrote in a letter uh, yesterday to McCain, whose amendment last year opposed the use of torture. To redefine common Article 3 would add to those doubts. Furthermore, it would put our own troops at risk, he said. And the sweetest part of this, of all of this, is Powell's letter surfaced while Bush was having a morning meeting with Republican lawmakers to lobby for the tribunal plan. So maybe Colin is trying to like, uh, rebuild a little bit of credibility after selling the world out, holding up that vial at the U.N. and reading that speech that he said first he wasn't going to read about Sodom and those weapons of mass destruction and yada, 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 and leading all these people to their ultimate death. You know, how does that feel? Hmm? Soft and squishy. 
1194 votes. We've got a chance at 1250. What do you say? We can do it. In fact, didn't you we look up it. WGVA? I think I looked at it. It was 1250, 1260, 1240 on the dial. And that's Geneva. Isn't that what they drafted the Geneva Convention? Geneva, New York, baby. WGVA. What a place. It's the system, stupid, writes Doug Thompson on CapitalHillBlue.com, George's very favorite website next to Roy's story. What? Next to NeilRogers.com. Oh. And next to WQM.com, which Josh Cordes is trying to rehabilitate. It's fantastic. Doug Thompson says America is in freefall and a failed nation led by failed leaders with failed ideas serving a lemming-like populace that views failure as an acceptable alternative. Today's America is flawed in so many ways that analysis of the complex events that led us to the precipice is difficult at best. How did we get here? Can we save once what was once a great country built upon noble notions of freedom? Is redemption possible or even desirable? It's easy to point blame at George W. Bush. He's a monumental failure as a president, a serial liar who led this nation into a war that cannot be won. He and those who both serve and advise him systematically dismantled the Constitution, trampled the freedoms upon which that hallowed document is based, and destroyed a democratic republic that has stood the test of time, bad leaders and assaults for more than two centuries. Bush, however, capitalized on a system of government that's been failing for decades, seizing opportunity made possible by an ever-increasing federal bureaucracy, rampaging government waste and corruption, and constant, unrelenting assaults upon our individual freedoms and rights, like playing fart sounds. Republicans took over control of Congress in the 1994 midterm elections by nationalizing the debate over abuse of federal authority and promising through a propaganda milestone called the Contract with America to reduce the size and role of government, rid the system of pork barrel politics, and do away with self-serving political interests that controlled Washington, or as Chris Matthews would say, politics. Instead, the power, size, and cost of government has grown as never before under the Republican leadership of Congress, and along with it, the power of special interest groups who pay the bills for multi-million dollar election campaigns. Over the last 12 years, that GOP-led Congress passed budget-busting budget bills laden with pork and subservient to the power brokers who prowl the halls of government like mafia bagmen, passing out favors to those who deliver the goods. I bet you Mel Gibson's glad they loaded up with pork. Republicans sold America to their special interest to in turn poured money into campaign coffers that have, in effect, allowed the GOP to buy elections by overwhelming opponents with far less financing. We saw the power of money this week in Rhode Island, where a multi-million dollar GOP voter turnout uh, effort turned the tide for Senator Lincoln Chafee. Or as Chris Matthews would say, Link. I thought Link was on the mod squad. Still is. Such success has its cost, and the bill for this comes from a devil called corruption. Republicans sold their souls to that devil a long time ago in a bid to take and then keep control of Congress. The scandals that brought down Republican power lobbyist Jack Abramoff and cost GOP office holders like Tom DeLay and Duke Cunningham their jobs is part of a much larger scandal of how money and power corrupt politics, but that, invest- politics, but that investigation is stalled in the Justice Department controlled by the Bush administration and the promise of real campaign reform lies buried under a mountain of broken promises on Capitol Hill. But while the Republicans turned corruption into an art form, they didn't invent it. Congress was a corrupt old boy network before the GOP marched into leadership offices after the 94 elections. Democrats played favors and owed their souls to the power brokers of organized labor and other special interest groups. Savvy political operatives like Congressman Tony Coelho taught Democrats how to sell votes to big business in exchange for fat contributions from political action committees. Coelho quit Congress amid questions about his own financial dealings and later resigned as the chairman of Al Gore's presidential campaign because of a Justice Department investigation into even more shady deals. Republicans have Duke Cunningham, Democrats have William Jefferson. When the Democrats controlled Congress, Ways and Means Chairman Dan Rostenkowski went to jail for misusing his congressional office funds. He followed a long line of Democratic chairmen to fall from grace. Remember Wayne Hayes or Wilbur Mills of Arkansas? Political corruption goes back to the beginnings of the republic. 
George Washington faced charges selling favors to the special interests of his day. The term lobbyist comes from the favor seekers who used to hang out in the lobby of the Willard Hotel in Washington and wait for a drunken President U.S. Grant to emerge from the bar so they could bribe him into seeing things their way. Remember U.S. Grant? Sure do. He was uh, probably the worst American president ever up until present. There is no doubt that the current president of the U.S. and the leadership of Congress must go. They have individually and collectively abused the public trust and abandoned the Constitution they swore to uphold. The very survival of the republic may depend on what voters do in the November midterm elections and again in 2008. Yet I'm not convinced that replacing one set of politicians with another can fix the problems that face America. All we really do is kick out one group of bought and sold political hacks and put another set in their place. Nancy Pelosi is a politician for sale just like Denny Hastert, who butchered the national anthem the other day. She has... She just has different owners. None of the corrupt votes for sale to the highest bidder elected officials believe they owe anything to average Americans. George W. Bush's failed war in Iraq may be the central issue of this election, but the problems that infect our body politic go much, much deeper. The core of our government is rotting and corrupt and may take more drastic action than just angry voters at the ballot box to rid the system of the cancer that threatens this country. Bill Clinton served terms in office because he beat the current president's dad, a failed president, and the best the Republicans could muster against him in 1996, God forbid, was Bob Dole. Clinton was hardly a shining example of political or moral leadership. He abused the powers of his office and dallied with an intern when he should have been tending to business. Several members of his administration went to jail, and he lost his law license for lying under oath. Bush, too, gets two terms because the best the Democrats could come up with were Al Gore and John Kerry. The final chapter of Bush's presidency is not yet written, but it won't be pretty or complimentary. His many failures will serve future courses of political science on the cost of failed leadership. Would Gore have been any better? We'll never know, but given his lackluster political career to date and his own ethical problems with fundraising as senator and vice president, I doubt it. When you look at the choices we faced on the presidential ballots of modern times, you have to question the political system that allows such people to rise to the top. When failed, flawed candidates are the only choices, all you get is a failed, flawed president. For 2008, the picture doesn't look much better. Our choices may be between Hillary Clinton and John McCain. There's a signpost up ahead, and it says, Next stop, the Twilight Zone says Doug Thompson. Good now, I know if I would have been on the ball, I could have read that and then the gone like, like that. But I'm not on the ball. Not as, I'm sharp as a matzo ball. Hey, I'm, I'm just, you know, evolving into this. Into this whole new deal of my life. Started like Sinatra said, you know, like uh, corrupt Frank Sinatra. I'm going to do it my way, man. Screw all this other crap. All the chazerai. Screw them. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. 1,210 votes. 1,210. That's WCAU in Philadelphia, baby. One of America's stations. Now, what the hell did I used to listen to on that? Did they have hockey games in there or something, or basketball games? Oh, the day, man. WCKY in Louisville, Kentucky. I oh, was speaking of Louisville, going to kick the Hurricanes' ass this week. What, what day is that game? Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, 3.30. 3.30? Well, when, is the, when does the tailgate start? Oh! Yeah, I think it starts tomorrow, doesn't it? About 9.45? We love the Hurricanes. They really suck. I think it starts 9.55 tomorrow morning. Hurricane tailgate party. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, look, look how well it worked out the first time, man. Sure. They lost. They lost to FSNU and old Bobby Bowden, speaking of rednecks. Now, they're not going to I mean, Aren't we cursed down here, man? Down there? Yeah. Hurricanes lose their season opener to FSU to the much-hated and dreaded FSU in a game that had, like, offense from hell. Couldn't complain about the offense in that game because there wasn't any. And then the Dolphins, of all things, just when it looked like they might actually have a shot in there. Oh, two bad interceptions there in the fourth quarter by Danny's Culls Peppers. And what's, what's going to happen when he goes down? You know, Because he's always injured. He's one of those guys that's perpetually injured. If it's not the knee, it's the uh, something else. Especially with this offensive line. Oh, yeah, with this offensive line, man, it's going to be pretty offensive. And so what's going to happen when Joey uh, Harrington, Joey Heatherton goes in there? Well, instead of two interceptions, it'll be both. 
Yeah, instead of having, like, uh, a pitcher named Annabelle, we're going to have, like, Joey Heatherton, the quarterback. The biggest names of best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560. QAM. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb, mm-hmm. isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Um, it's the doctor who performed the surgery. Let's think about that. What's his name? Klein? Feel the doctor? Yeah. I don't know where he, who, I don't know who he used. Did he use George Caldwell? I'm not sure. I think Caldwell sure was the doctor, didn't he? I'm not sure where he went. Did he go to Holy Cross? I, I didn't read it. Not sure. Well, bottom line is that I don't, the doctors can't tell how long Jay's going to be out. No, you're not, you're not sure. Somewhere in at least a month, could be up to eight weeks, somewhere in there. Wally on the wall with you on QM. <laughs> This here uh, meeting at a homos will uh, come to order. It's homos, not homos. <laughs> Shut up, you moron. I call it the name homos because what I say goes, see? And is your exhausted leader a homos? None other than I, Mo, say that homos officially does not recognize Israel. What do you mean? It's right over there. I'm very sorry, but I do not recognize it. But you've seen it before. It's right there. Nope, nope, that I do not recognize. One two 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 man. There's nothing like having a nice two two. This is a good story from San Jose. An NBC eleven viewer submitted photos of a shrimp. He said has the face of Jesus on it. Oh my God! All right. Okay. Look at that. It looks like Jesus to me. Jesus Christ. Steve Faust of El Dorado Hill said he discovered the face a few weeks ago. But that, that thing with the uh, hairpiece, that's just a beauty in it. I haven't played that often enough. <laughs> I forgot how funny that was. The long pause, you know, counting one, two, hit the delay, three. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work. Faust brought the shrimp at the uh, Delhi Seafood Counter at the Sacramento area Winco grocery store. He cooked the shrimp on the Barbie skewered along with a tri-tip. After he, what is a tri-tip? I can only assume it's a fork with three prongs. Yeah. I'm done. Oh. After he, after he pulled the meat from the shrimp. Oh, I see. Like a, like a yeah, skewer. You know, you put like onion and right, pepper right. and meat and the shrimp. Like a shank. After he pulled the meat from the shrimp, he uh, loved the Shawshank. He tossed the tail onto a plate and didn't think much of it. Then he looked again and saw what he says is the face of Jesus, Jesus looking back at him. Maybe it's just Rick Riley going back at you. Faust is going through a nasty divorce, and I can't even begin to imagine why. Said that when he saw the face, he felt relieved from all the stress. There was a sense of calm that I've never experienced before. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God, he's macking on Jesus again. 
I've heard about people receiving signs, but I've never known anyone who experienced it myself until now. He said, whether a believer or not, Faust said he just hopes the shrimp tail brings a sense of hope and smile to everyone's face. Faust still has the so-called holy shrimp. He put it in the freezer, hasn't decided what he's going to do with it, but I bet you dimes to donuts he winds up selling it on eBay. Wouldn't you? Right along with that cheese sandwich. Hey, if there's more on, listen, wouldn't you like to have a shrimp with Jesus on it? Sure, who wouldn't? And that's got a listing here of other Jesus image sightings. Jesus Rock draws hundreds of pilgrims. Sellers see Jesus in sheet metal. Couple says fish bones bear Jesus image. Pictures of shower Jesus. Sisters see image of Jesus in paint on a wall. Pilgrims see uh, Jesus face in an apartment window. And some see Jesus in a dental x-ray. <laughs> Jesus in your teeth, baby. And you're chewing on him. You know I'm going to have? I'm going to make me some of that uh, pasta. Okay, good. Some of that low-carb pasta, Dreamfield. Sure. Had some last night. Haven't had set really? Yeah, have it like three, four times a week. I got, I got enough to week. sink the Chinese army. I bought so much of it. I bought a good case. Stuff. What I like to do is like slice up. I got this um, not kielbasa, but like uh, some kind of sausage. Slice it up. Yeah. Put it in the sauce. Mmm. At any rate, former IDF chief says soldiers were sacrificed for spin. This is in your favorite Israeli newspaper, Haaretz. Haaretz, yes. Right. Former chief of staff Moshe Yalon, Moshe believes the Prime Minister and Chief of Staff of Israel should resign and the Defense Minister should be replaced for mismanaging the war in Lebanon. He says soldiers were sacrificed for spin. Speaking in an exclusive interview with Haaretz, which will be published in tomorrow's magazine, Yalon condemned the decision to launch the ground operation at the end of the war, in which 33 soldiers died. That was a spin move, Yalon said, and had no substantive security political goal, only a spin goal. It was meant to supply the missing victory picture. You don't do that. You don't send soldiers out to carry out a futile mission after the political outcome has already been set. I, cons I consider that corrupt, he said. Corrupt. He said the chief of staff failed in the management of the war. He gave the political echelon the feeling he had the capability, which in practice he did not have, to bring about a political achievement by means of an extremely aggressive military operation. He entered the war without defining it as a war and maybe without understanding that it was a war. He didn't understand the implications of the measures he himself adopted. He didn't mobilize the reserves in time, didn't open the emergency depots in time, didn't activate the high command base. He managed the war from his orifice. He imposed missions such as Bin Jibail without any discussion and without consulting with the command about the consequences and implications. He created lack of clarity that rattled the forces in the field, caused a loss of trust, and generated chaos. He didn't give the commanders in the north backing. He uh, didn't build a structure that would help him overcome his weakness in the land sphere. He managed the campaign arrogantly and shallowly and should have resigned immediately after the conclusion of the campaign. Other than that, he did a heck of a job, right? Excellent. Fabulous job. Not as good as Brownie, of course, but then again, who no. is? What anti-Semitic rag did you read that out of? The Israeli newspaper, Haaretz. Uh, I see. 1,200 and, uh, what is it? 1,232. See, if I'd have really leaned on the pedal there, we could have made 1,300. But you know something? Does it really make a difference? No. You know what we ought to do? That, that could be our theme song now, the Buckinghams. You played it a few days ago. Why the hell were we talking? Oh, it was something about Susan. Remember we played Susan? You're looking for a bru yeah. cruising for a bruising? Uh, I don't care. That'll be our theme song by the uh, Buckinghams. The, they're the ones that did it? They're not? No, I don't know. It's not uh, coming up that way. Get out. Oh, don't you care. No wonder. What? Oh. Don't, don't you care is the Buckingham. Oh, don't. No, that's, that's not it. No. No, that is it. Well, don't, don't you care. That, that's a start, and then we can just go no. like that. No. No, we don't. We don't care. Mad Dog's coming along. We care about that at 2 o'clock, because otherwise we'd have to be sitting here pop, 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 forever. And then, of course, we got that hour of power in the shower. The biggest names. The Body Watch Don't be dropping that show. Rogers. Sports Radio 560. Q-A-M. Is my queen God? Canada. 
rectum. Okay, 147, I think we started something. I started something yes, really you new did. and exciting. <laughs> That's infectious. It is. Well, well it's That's one of the ways. Yeah. 1,242 <laughs> votes on there. Oh, we could have easily done 13 today. Oh, man, I feel so bad. 13 for Matt Sundin. But anyway, John in L.A., thank you, John. Faxes and said, and see, this is great. Now we can yeah, get all of our info, our input on the fax machine, man. I like faxes much better than calls. Right. Or uh, email, I'll print it up and send it to right. you. Right, because with the faxes, I mean, you know, you look at it and it's either worthwhile. With the calls, to go through 200 and to get one uh, decent one, I it's just, it's not worth the effort, you know. It wastes too much time. It's like that bit, caller IQ, if only we had that. Yeah, right. John in L.A. says a tri-tip, and you were really close, boy. You were right on, you were only about 4 million miles away. A tri-tip or triangle tip is a special cut of beef. Which is popular for barbecue in, here in Southern California, says John L.A. Thank you, John. Enjoy your meat. Not great. That's something we learn. Look, look at the stuff we learn on this show, man. It's educational. Not just about a bunch of stupid ball games and sweaty guys who take showers together and then check out each other's privates. I mean, what the hell is that? It sounds awfully Yay. to me. And what, what would I know about that? Exactly you know? nothing. Nothing. Something or someone you don't ever want to hear any more about. You just can't handle it. No more. You reach the saturation point. With Paris Hilton, man, she's killing the competition. 338. The War on Terror, 156. When the hell does it start already? Tom Cruise, 149. You know, you know what that's like? It's like a war on happiness. Right, exactly. It's like a, it's like a war on anger. <laughs> oh, it's like a war on violence. Oh, well, we don't want to do that. Why would we want to change, alter the but history? But we're going to use violence to get rid of the violence. George W. Bush, 122. Don't you be anti-American again now, you anti-Semitic idiot. Baby Surrey, 120. John Mark Carr, 110. Enough with him. Fruitcake. 9-11-84. Barry Bonds. See the big drop-off after 9-11? Barry Bonds. Now, that means that the rest of these, they can't get enough about. Barry Bonds, 43. Okay, maybe we'll play some more Barry Bonds bits. Piss Josh off. Mo Howard David, 34. Well, that's why I've been upping the Mo bits today. And also had it, uh, the bald spot caller. That was, that was great. <laughs> I mean, talk oh. about dumb. Huh. I hate this poll, 31, only 2.4%. Thank God we finally pleased them a little bit. You know, they're so tough. Israel, 26. Oh, so they want to hear a lot more about Israel, and I'm certainly going to, I'll be more than happy. Like the thing there about Moshe Pupik, whatever his mm -hmm. name was, and Haaretz, and your Haaretz. Ann Coulter, 9. She's not doing nearly as well as I thought she would. Nancy Grace, 7. Mm. So in other words, the people on the bottom, I'm, see, this is backwards. Oh, speaking of her. Nancy Grace? Yeah, check that email. Oh, don't tell me she's on. Oh, now, let's see. Is there an email? Nancy Grace 7, Iraq 7, and Brad Pitt 7. Email? Let me yeah, see if the yeah. Josh's email ever came through with a picture. Well, because I sent one, too. Oh, okay. It's same, loading. Same thing. It's loading. It's puking. It's thinking about it. See, I do the Windows Live mail now. It slows it down just a couple of seconds. But it, uh, no, there's nothing there. Uh-oh. No. Look up Soros. 
Well, no, it must be on your end. I get all my look at all the other ones I got. TomPain.com, wow. Village Voice Newsletter, Inside Radio. It's being very selective. MoveOn.org, Adam Rubin. Rubin, Rubin, I've been thinking that your emails are really stinking. I mean, what's the story, man? I don't know. I'm not getting stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Hotmail blows. Is that possible? It's possible. I've never used it. So well, I why, don't, why don't you try sending it to me on the Yahoo one? Okay. I mean, if at first you don't succeed, just get up and walk out. Public school students don't need to go to church on Sunday for a strong dose of religion, says this article. In some cases, according to a new study, they just have to show up for class. A year-long investigation by the Austin-based Texas Freedom Network found that the majority of Bible courses offered as electives in the state's high schools are devotional and sectarian in nature and not academic as required by a host of rulings from the U.S. Supreme Court on down. With a few notable exceptions, the public school courses currently taught in Texas often fail to meet minimal academic standards for teacher qualifications, curriculum, and academic rigor, promote one faith perspective over all others, and push an ideological agenda that is hostile to religious freedom, science, and public education, states the study, which is being made public today. What a surprise. The 76-page report titled Reading, Writing, and Religion, Teaching the Bible in Texas Public Schools is one of the most ambitious looks so far at Bible courses that have sprouted in the nation's public high schools. Next thing you know, they'll be bringing in Jesus, uh, the shrimp with Jesus on it. Jesus Christ. On the shrimp, shrimp boats. The report was a joint effort by Mark Chancey, a biblical studies professor at SMU and the Education Fund of the Texas Freedom Network, a group that works to counter the religious right. The report was endorsed by at least eight mostly religion scholars from around the country. wonder how Father Drynan's doing. Is he still alive? I used to have him on my show all the time. Robert Drynan, he was great. Was he? From Boston. A liberal Catholic priest. you remember uh, Father Drynan? No. Oh, man, he used to just rip the church in ass. And the Pope, of course. You know, the slob on the slam? Yeah. The findings are sure to reignite debate on church-state boundaries as officials of some districts vow to stick with their Bible courses as is, regardless of outside criticism. In other words, don't confuse them with the facts, and certainly don't confuse them with the law. When do you stop asking the same questions, said Mike Atkins, spokesman for the Ector Independent School District, which includes the city of Odessa, which this year added a Bible elective based on the much-disputed National Council on Bible Curriculum in Public Schools. We're comfortable with the curriculum, he said. Our board of trustees have heard the arguments. In other words, we don't care. Screw you guys. We're good religious folks, so screw you. And, of course, if you read the Bible, it looks like that's what they spent most of their time doing. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. It's Dave oh! in Miami Town. Yes. At 560 WQAM. Oh, violence in the Middle East is at a level not seen there in decades. Israel is vowing to crush the militia called Hezbollah. They have bombed the home and headquarters of the leader of Hezbollah. Syed Hassan Nasrallah says his group is ready for open war with Israel. Let's go Weeks or even months. 
Bye, bye, bye. 